Hello, and welcome to another episode of Superhero Fatigue. I'm your host, Christian Cook, joined by my co-hosts... Jacob Helker. Ren Malone. And Caitlin Jones. I am new. Wait. I I am new. (laughs) I've never been to this school before. (laughs) I just moved here from Tennessee. I like dolphins and unicorns. (laughs) Yeah, today we have got a guest host with us. Yay! Yay! Everybody at home clap. We gave you that time so you could clap. This is like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, you know... (laughs) Since we are doing this three-week block of female-led superhero films, we knew the three of us would probably get a little sexist with some of our jokes because you have to. You have to with these movies. That's true. That's true. The female representation in them is pretty piss poor. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided we'd bring a girl along so we could insult womanhood to their face yeah it's uh this is all in good conscience it really is i feel better about it already i do too (laughs) i mean at least they offered me booze that's that was actually the first thing i said to her or we said to her collectively was hey that's some bears i get drunk when we do the podcast (laughs) i hope it's not drugged (laughs) that either sounds better or worse than we offered her booze (laughs) i also hope it's not drugged (laughs) i hope it's not drugged you brought that from home (laughs) Well, that doesn't mean you're off the hook. That's true. Mm, okay. That's true. Uh, we also started this podcast at about 7 p.m., but it gets dark at around 8.15 here, uh, and we don't have the living room light turned on, so I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. Well, okay. I'm right here, so. Oh. Oh. Convenience. Uh-oh. Beautiful. Yeah, we're not recording this in a big, nice studio. This is in my living room with no art on the walls. Um. And no night tables, even though I've lived here for two years now. What is uh, a night table? An, oh, shit. A side table, not a night table. <laughs> it would be weird if I had a night table in my living room, I guess. It's a table that all the knights gather around. A round <laughs> table, perhaps? It's, it's usually round. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what? Uh, what's our first movie that we're watching for this? Oh, it's a, it's a little ditty called uh, Feline Lady? Is that mm. it? It is Minx Gal. Okay. I think it's... Ren can't come up with another word for cat. <laughs> oh, he can. He's just not going to say oh. it. I was just hesitating. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. There is one more. It starts with a mewling and ends with a quim. <laughs> uh, oh, Welcome to yeah. Catwoman, y'all. Yes. <sighs> This is a movie I personally have been dying to shit on in a public setting for years. Oh, yeah. And oh, I, honestly, man. I feel like you can shit on it in any public setting and everyone will agree with you. I know, but it's like... You but know, this way we reach the masses. Yeah, it's like when you're at work and like, say you're a firefighter and there are a bunch of fires right in a row. And then like you get two days of just going to schools and telling them about fire prevention. That's your break. This is my mental break because it's not even difficult to yeah. tear this movie to absolute shreds. It feels good to, it's refreshing almost to watch this movie after phase one of the Marvel movies. I know, just, just consistent quality. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like the lows of that mark. is Iron Man 2. Which is still all right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. You thought Catwoman was great. See, this is why we didn't bring Catwoman you along until Iron just Man now. Two. 
No, I'm kidding. Catwoman and actually, I don't even remember Iron Man two. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. hey, neither, hey. Do we. neither do we. We had trouble remembering it the episode after we recorded it. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we right had Jacob started it. introducing it at, during a different episode. It was two episodes later, and I started introducing it because I had completely forgotten when I had watched it. His brain was just <laughs> vomiting up that information again. Like, here, we got to get rid of this. Get this out of here. I, no, yeah, we watched Vicky it Rourke. right before we recorded that episode, mm-hmm. and yeah. Christian was saying things, and I was like, "Really? That happened in that movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that." Oh it's god, very that movie's horrible. That's what actually. Oh, you, you I think that's worse too. Like Catwoman is a shit show, and some of the Marvel movies are really great, and Iron Man Two is like that middle ground of just totally forgettable catwoman's a shit show but when i watched it yesterday there were no scenes i did not remember in it it is at least it is memorably bad yeah (laughs) yeah anyway we should probably talk about that movie yes directed by pitoff is it it. pitoff i I was gonna say pino pino (laughs) i looked at his wikipedia page because that's his name his name is just His name is just Pintoff or Pitoff. 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 That's his name. That's like when you look at the film credits, it says directed by Pitoff. I don't mean to yes. be culturally ignorant, but what I've never heard France. of that name. France? Yeah. Really? That's why I thought it was Pino. That's also French. Is it? I, I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I think Christian is just thinking about Pinot Noir, and we all know what that means. That's true. That's French, isn't it? That's French wine. We're all very cultured here. We are. <laughs> We're not. We never have been. I say getting excited about the Smirnoff ice I have in the fridge. Mm. Very cultured. Anyway. Um, the opening of this movie, though, is it's like the opening credits of Seven, but instead of serial killer <laughs> journals, it's the history of cat women with Egyptian Mao cats photoshopped into a bunch of these photos and artwork from across the ages. I want to point out that in the scene selection, it is labeled cat lore. <laughs> I was excited when I saw that because I thought they were going to explain some things like during the intro, like I thought there'd be some narration. Yeah, I feel like lore has... It's just pictures. Yeah, lore has words in it. This yeah. is just pictures of cats and, and like, magical, stardusty special effects. And that's it. There are a few words. Like, I wrote down, uh, cat mummies found among the ruins. And then the next word you see is witches. It's oh, just... I guess so. I guess there are... A f- there are words, but there there's no words, lore. There are words, but how do you connect those? <laughs> there... All of those things are more interesting than this movie. Yeah, welcome to the best part of the next two hours. <laughs> Mummies, witches, makeup. I know as they were watching Beauty the intro. Cream. As he was watching the intro, Pitoff is like, oh, maybe we should have done a movie about mummies. <laughs> Damn it. Call Benton Fraser. And it's not too long before we get to some narration, which is oh, yes. there's like a body floating in water, and you hear a Halle Berry say, it all started on the day that I died. Ugh. And then she Yuck. goes on to say, the day that I died was also the day that I started to live. But that comes later. And already you know what kind of movie you're in for. Oh, you mean you're not going to show us the climax of the movie right now? <laughs> that annoys me. It all started the day I die, but the, everything starts later. Let me go back a little bit. This is like 
it's like the opening line for the paper you turn in freshman year of English class. <laughs> I am going to tell you about cat mummies. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jacob Helker, and this is my paper. Um, and then we get our first of many big camera sweeps into a virtual city, coming to rest at the headquarters of a beauty cream empire. <laughs> beauty cream empire. Bullshit. Roll that concept over in your mind a little bit. I don't know a lot about makeup, but I know Maybelline isn't like a world power. I mean, they're they're a big company, but they're not like they can't just kill people. Do they and have get a skyscraper in New York City? I don't know. You know what I don't want to do, though? Spend the majority of two hours at the Maybelline headquarters <laughs> watching stuff go down. <laughs> watching art be made. Watching beauty cream be made. <laughs> watching a watching, man yell at his wife. Watching marketing campaigns being discussed. That real interesting shit. I mean, that's actually a very big market. Um, it's Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, but it's also true. Um, if you look at like marketing and advertising, like women are the primary targets because they're the ones that do the shopping. So like products like Maybelline and makeup companies, they really are like world powers. I mean, I I definitely get the influence. Like the, the influence doesn't bother me as much, even though I still don't think they could kill somebody and get away with it, probably. But... Uh, it's it's the fact that this is a superhero film that takes place majorly in the confines of a of a face cream factory that I take issue with. <laughs> it's so stupid. My big problem is it's the not face the concept, cream. It's the execution. <laughs> this face cream gives superpowers, as we'll find out later. They've tapped into like radioactive meteors or some shit. This is a superhero origin story waiting to happen. It does happen. Well, I'm talking about the face cream. <laughs> Are you saying this superhero origin story is a superhero origin you story waiting to happen? You know what? <laughs> oh, wait. Or maybe the one you were talking about that causes the woman later in the movie to gain superpowers? I'll kill you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Boy, somebody should make a movie about this, thinks Christian. <laughs> he does not think that. He does not think that. Nope. Uh, anyway, outside this place, Halle Berry uh, bumps into people as she rushes to get to work. Her life is so disorganized. Boy, did you know that she's clumsy? She's clumsy. <laughs> and she dresses really, really poorly, like throughout the whole film. But in oh, general, man. just like she starts out, she's supposed to be, you know, terrible looking. And then she just continues. It's she's all just... <laughs> it's all baggy right now. She's and just she looks frumpy. like she just walked off the set of the Cosby show. She looks like she's she, a little bit. She looks like she was doing like a superhero getting ready thing where they just like disappear into a closet and come out with their uniform. But instead she went into her linen closet and just put sheets all over herself. <laughs> well, and for the first two days of the film, she wears the same outfit. Oh, it's like three days. <laughs> but she does. I don't. Anyway, when she finally changed, I was like, thank God she changed out of that outfit. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like Ren, this Kat's denim can... jacket, but she's wearing a sweater underneath it and the sleeves are pulled out by like three inches and, it's weird. It's there's no gen denim jacket involved. I don't know. She's wearing some kind <laughs> what of. What is it overcoat? with you and articles of clothes? We were talking about Black Widow in the other episode. And he's like, yeah, she's wearing a tank top and jeans. No, she was wearing a black dress. I thought she was wearing tank tops and like yeah, boxer shorts or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you guys, I'm, I don't pay attention to clothes. <laughs> Obviously, um, I could have sworn it was a denim jacket. What's weird, though, they clearly did some, like, shoots on the same day because she goes into work this day and she's wearing that stupid outfit. 
and her friend is there and she's wearing a red sweater. And then the next day she has to rush to work. So it's understandable. She's wearing the same clothes, whatever, but her friend is wearing that red sweater again. And it's like, I think they just shot all this on the same day. <laughs> her friend being Lois Griffin uh, from yes. Family Guy. Oh my Guy. God, Alex Borstein, the bane of my existence. Yeah, uh, Halle Berry plays the lead Patience Phillips, who designs ads for the company. You'll notice um, not Selena Kyle. Yes. Oh, like every other iteration of Catwoman. Yeah, yeah literally. Literally, there is no other version of Catwoman. Her name is Selena Kyle, and she is the only Catwoman in DC Comics. Like, the way that I think, if you're going to reimagine it, just name her Selena Kyle. Yeah, just name her at Selena. least do that. Throw us a bone. I, I'm all for reimaginings and stuff, but come now. You're Patience starting from the bottom Phillips. already. I didn't notice this when I was watching, but I looked it up later. Um, and once we get to Ophelia Powers' house, apparently yeah. you can see a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Oh, we when talked she throws about her that all yesterday, the photos. actually. Me and Christian talked about that's that. That's actually, yeah. that's my sky poem. I'll talk about why it's my sky poem when we get there, but that's my sky poem. Oh no! Um, and they do well. We'll we'll get to all the Catwoman stuff later, but yeah, she's Patience Phillips in this, and her cubicle mate is a sassy best friend named Sally, who is who's played by Alex Borstein. Yeah, and she. I feel like Alex Borstein in this movie, like she's trying to do that best friend, like you need to get a man thing, but she Jesus, is. she is laying it on real thick. She, I mean, I guess in a real world scenario, if you had a friend that looked like Halle Berry and they just had no confidence in themselves, you would be like, no, you, you need to go out. But she's way too obsessed with this lady. I know. No, if I had a friend like that, I would be like, you have a mental illness. You should go to a psychiatrist <laughs> or something like that. What do you think about her role as like the supportive best girlfriend? I think supportive. That, oh. I don't I wouldn't call her supportive because I don't think the advice she's giving her is healthy, like whatsoever. Well, I mean, <laughs> and she's trying to bone the cop dude too. Well, she's trying to bone every I think That's really true. she's just she's just the horny best she, friend. She is a That's walking she yeah, is. yeah. She is she is a walking pituitary gland all throughout this <laughs> movie. <laughs> she's the hormone monster from Big Mouth. I know. Anytime like she like they could go and get lunch at like a delicatessen and she could order a Reuben or something and her best friend would run up behind her and be like, so when are you gonna screw it? <laughs> Yuck. It's, I mean, it's gross. It is. It makes me uncomfortable. If I had a best friend who talked like that around other people, she's, I'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, Sally's she's sexually harassing her doctor <laughs> later in the movie. She yeah. calls him the future father of her children to his face. Yep. He's well, like then they right end up there. together. Spoiler alert. That's true. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, they do. They I don't that. remember that part. Maybe she also has superpowers from butene, but she just has premonitions now. Yeah, you know that Ooh. subplot you were real committed to knowing how it turns out? <laughs> oh. It's fine. Oh, that one that Oh, came the up. doctor ended up with Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You, yes. mean, you mean that subplot that consisted of two shots in a movie with like 8,000 different shots in it? <laughs> I wanted to see the doctor turn to like, like turn his head and then you just see like a big stitched up scar. Like she dug into his brain and <laughs> screwed screwed around in there so that Well, I'm gonna screw to around all right. <laughs> um anyway, Sally, the character is we're she talking the about. Joker? What voice is that? That's aggressive Alex Borstein in my head. <laughs> That's horrifying. Anyway. Sally is addicted to the new beauty cream that the company's prepping to launch, and she suffers from really bad headaches. 
Huh. Are those connected? I wonder. <laughs> they mention and they mention them one after the other two. Like it's not subtle. It's not like Yeah, she oh, puts I it on yeah. her face and then immediately goes, Ah, I keep getting these bad headaches. <laughs> Boy, I sure am addicted to this stuff. Ah. My health is deteriorating, and I don't know why. She massages it into her temple. Oh, man. Oh, that makes it feel worse. Uh, I bet there's no connection. Uh, She offers some to patients, because who needs beauty cream like an early 2000s Halle Berry? (laughs) Look, you could use some of this, honey. But patients doesn't take it. You want to be like this someday. This is like pre-motherhood Halle Berry. This is... Early, early popular Halle Berry. Yeah, this is mid-30s Halle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> it's made in 2004, not the 1930s. Yes. Halle Berry's not that old. She's like 50-something. Yeah, she's I mean, a- I'm not saying she's an old woman or anything, but she was like in her mid-30s when they did this. But Are you sure? Yes, she was like 37. Really? really? 36 or 37. She I, looks I did good the 36 or 37. She does. Know. She looks amazing. <laughs> But she's, you were saying, like, this is early Halle Berry, and I'm like, no, this is mid-30s Halle Berry. She's yeah, been Halle Berry's already. older than my dad, who's in his 50s. Halle Berry is your dad, dude. What? No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, anyway, in a meeting, George Hader, the French CEO of the company, played by the Merovingian from the Matrix sequels... <laughs> <laughs> Lambert something. It's uh, uh, Lam. Uh, I have it written down. It is Lambert Wilson. 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 <laughs> oh man, not Lambert Pitoff. <laughs> we um we talk a lot about the Matrix movies around here, and a surprising amount about the Merovingian <laughs> causality. <laughs> causality. <laughs> um, and so it was just nice to see him show up in something else, even if it's. Uh, the, dumpster fire uh, yeah, movie. nice is not the way I would put it. <laughs> it was surprising. <laughs> he uh, introduces Buleen or Boleen. They pronounce it multiple different ways throughout this movie. I think it's Buleen, though. Yeah, Buleen is the most consistent one that I Which hear. is stupid because it should just be Boline. Why is that? That sounds not... like a cow thing. That does sound like a, co- a cow thing. <laughs> That's how they get the meat to McDonald's so quickly, the Boline. <laughs> I had it. I just think line, it should be pronounced line because it's just the word line. Why not Beuline then? Beuline. That's even better. I think they were like, just like decide, let's do beauty line, but get rid of the T-Y. That'll be great. He's French. They don't use T-Y. I thought it was like Maybelline, Beuline, kind of doing a, I don't know. That's not even how you spell Oh, are you going to try social criticism, Catwoman? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to try some parody? Makeup is bad for you. But yeah, he's introducing Buleine, the new beauty cream, to the company board. And my God, this scene is... It's unfortunately... It's it's just the first taste of this movie's disgusting camera work and fast cut editing. Because all he's doing is talking to the board, and it is cutting every half second Mm -hmm. to a different angle on this guy. It does this all throughout this. Anytime anything is happening on screen, and I mean that seriously, anytime there's not a still shot of somebody sitting or laying down, the camera's cutting at least twice every couple of seconds. It's It's, it's nauseating. It's, yeah, really it's horrible. Yeah, it's nauseating in a physical motion sickness kind of way, not in a filmmaking kind of way, although that too. Yeah. Well, I read that it was originally supposed to be um, an IMAX film. 
And so maybe they were just trying to be like, oh, this is all the cool stuff we can do with the camera. Because every oh, time yeah. you get like a really new movie coming out, they're like, this is this is so cool. Let's just throw right. a bunch like of when, a bunch of stuff at the it's audience. It's like when Spike hits 3D. Like? It's like when <laughs> editing. It's like when Spike hits 3D came out, and every other second in that movie is somebody going, hey. Give me your hand as their hand comes toward the camera. <laughs> I love that movie. Talk shit all you want. I love that, that movie. movie. I've is, never that, seen that movie. That movie is a great movie to watch the morning after I got drunk and I'm recovering from a hangover. That's a lay on my couch and moan movie. That's a that's when little kids get drunk and they have a hangover, <laughs> I think. That's when the parents mix up the Sprite and the champagne at New Year's. It's the morning after. Did that happen at your house? Yes, it did. <laughs> nice. It nice did. one, Kim. It was not. <laughs> it was my dad and his girlfriend at the time. Nice just one, Just imagine Chris. Caitlin there switching the Sprite and the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I would. That's that's the, that's an insult to champagne. She I pulls feel. a cape over her face. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, he, he tells them that it actually reverses aging this cream and then his wife laurel played by sharon stone uh the woman who launched a thousand puberties (laughs) i we've all seen basic instinct (laughs) yeah i've i have to give uh i have to give my props to sharon stone although this movie is awful I think uh, she launched Wayne Knight's puberty <laughs> in that movie. I think she launched Michael Douglas's puberty in that movie. Yeah. No. no. His puberty was always launched. He yeah, That's he came true. out he came out of the womb with a full beard and mustache. Hello, father. He <laughs> said to Kirk Douglas. Yeah, I owe I owe a lot to Sharon Stone. Well, I owe many <laughs> of one thing to Sharon Stone. But you've already given her so much, I'm sure. Yuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, she starts acting super passive aggressive towards her husband, but she plays it off as a joke. And then she makes an announcement that she's stepping down after 15 years as the face of the company. So a younger model can take her place. Clearly she's not happy about it. And clearly these two are like in a relationship. It's, it's horrible. They're in a relationship in air quotes. Relationship. With a T. He said shit. It's I know a... what he said. I know what he said. I was but saying a what? different thing. They're in a loveless marriage. Yeah. <laughs> this is a marriage of power. He said the less funny version. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you're missing, Jacob. Duh. Oh, gosh. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, after the meeting, Patience interrupts a post-meeting <laughs> argument between Laurel and George so that George can switch things up a bit and yell at Patience instead. He does do a pretty good job at yelling in this movie. I'm I'm am more convinced. He's I mean he's overacting for sure. For sure. He but, did as the Merovingian too though. Yeah, this is just but, an overactor. But yeah, but when I see him, it's not unexpected for me. I bought his I bought his yelling a little more than I bought anybody else's most other things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um he's pissed about Patience's first lead ad campaign for the company and gives her until midnight tomorrow to redo it. That night, Patience is in bed at her apartment trying to sleep, but her neighbor across the way is having a, a rager of a party. <laughs> is oh that what you God. wrote? Well, my, my phone corrected it. Oh, man, it. he's got a big old raging party. My phone corrected it to ranger of a party. <laughs> go, go, alcoholism. Dun, 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 dun. She, uh, she tries politely asking them to keep it down from her window, but the guy ignores her. 
And down below, she sees this silver cat with black stripes staring up at her from the seat of a motorcycle. This cat pops up all throughout this movie. It never actually drives the motorcycle, which I think would have improved the That's film. a missed opportunity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have fun getting sleep, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Meow, bitch. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> that, that, that cider went straight yeah. up my nose. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I just watched an entire can of cider come out of Ren's nose. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped it from coming out, but it was all up in there. <laughs> Sinuses are either going to clear up now or get a whole lot worse. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> what was that? I dropped my phone. Oh, okay. Fun I that fact. Was the chair breaking. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I thought it was breaking under his fat ass, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I mean, I'm not. I really didn't think that was the chair breaking. Six months at an Ikea for this. <laughs> what is this thing made of? Steel? <laughs> is that from Shallow Hal? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shallow Hal is not a movie that just, that's not a reference that just gets thrown. <laughs> I like that you instantly picked it up, though. Shallow Hal reference. What's this doing here? What are these crap ass chairs made of? Steel. (laughs) The best part of that movie is Jason Alexander and his tail, though. Oh, uh, you mean the most disgusting part of that movie? Yeah, the best part. It's that part is so disgusting. It's also the best. Anyway, Catwoman. So, oh um, yeah, yeah. So neighbor's a dick and the cat meows at her (laughs) and she is very meek throughout yes and she stumbles getting out of bed to go try to tell the neighbor to keep it down you can be meek and not clumsy movies right (laughs) this is oh man i've got i've got a lot to say but i feel like i want to save it for the end like yeah my summary of how i really feel about this movie (laughs) um We'll see if I remember everything I want to say. Not good. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So the next day, there's a lot of the next day. This movie takes place over a long period of time. I think it's only like four days. It just feels like a long time. We'll see. I don't know. There's a lot of day and night alternating. I I feel like I see a lot of both day and night shots. Maybe it's just like the movie blurs together for me. I just know know in my notes I wrote the next day several times maybe just four i don't know it just felt like a lot um so she's painting as the cat enters her apartment and she follows it out the window in the dumbest move of all time this like you've you've been clumsy every minute that we've seen you on screen and now you are climbing out on a window like a the ledge of a building for a cat and she steps up onto like an old rusty ac window unit to try to reach up to this cat and she's on like a, what is it like second or third floor? Yeah, she's of she's this building. At, she's at least forty feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, yeah, if you know you're clumsy as hell, maybe don't try balancing on a rusty window unit. <laughs> Look, you haven't had confidence about anything else so far. Why is this the first thing you're confident about throughout this movie? Because the cat's cute. 
even I mean, if you're... yeah, like this cat rides a motorcycle. I bet it's going to make it rub off on me. He looks <laughs> at me and he said, meow, his... bitch. You're the cat who called me bitch, aren't you? <laughs> Maybe he'll let me ride his motorcycle if I just get to him. <laughs> oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, patience. He's just a cat. <laughs> it's a she. The cat is a she. Is Midnight a she? Midnight is a she. Midnight they is call a her she. a she. Yeah. I guess it's I didn't know woman. that, actually. Yeah. Sally's down on the sidewalk yelling, do it! Oh, what a male cat gives her her powers. <laughs> Wait, was that Sally or was that just... That was just like sassy angry. That was Tumblr. <laughs> that was just Tumblr. Anyway. So fortunately a cop is driving by below and sees her. He assumes she's a suicide jumper and tries talking her down at first uh, before just heading up to her apartment and saving her from falling at the last second. And they have a moment, but she realizes she's late for work and rushes off. But she drops her wallet on the way out, but he picks it up. Yeah, this uh, this detective is uh, Detective Tom Malone, uh, played by a mannequin of Benjamin Bratt. Yes. And I like to call him Cubic Zirconium Phillips. <laughs> because you have Lou Diamond Phillips, and then you have the fake version, which is Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt's acting throughout this movie is similar to the acting exhibited by The House in Signs. Or the basket in The Wizard of Oz, or any other inanimate object in any other movie. <laughs> He's very passable. He, oh my god! It's just like we need we need a man for this part. Well, you ever seen someone smoke a cigarette in a film? That cigarette's Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, and Benjamin Bratt will be the focus of a whole lot of this movie, which is yes, weird. Yes, he will. Which is weird because a he shows zero emotion throughout the movie, but also this is supposed to be a movie about like it's supposed to be an empowering movie. Yeah, and that's, and that's good. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I I think I think conceptually it's supposed to be empowering, but then the entire movie result revolves around this guy. Think man. about it. Well, and Catwoman's ass shaking. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, at least thank God, at least she has rips in the ass of her leather pants, so that this movie can redeem itself. Oh man, this movie's done. This is way worse than Scarlett Johansson and Iron Man Two. Um, yeah, it is. So, so it, she almost just died, but now it's time to go to work. Yeah, now it's time to go to work. <laughs> so at work, George and Laurel are having another spat, and uh, he's openly cheating on her, and he mentions some scientist who works for the company won't stop calling him. Uh, meanwhile, Patience and Sally are hanging out when the most terrifying cartoon of a gay man pops up from another cubicle and declares, God. Hey, God. man sandwich, 12 o'clock. I know, man. <laughs> First this, off, this the early 2000s, late uh, 90s had such a problem with like, oh, we'll have we'll start like being more um, accepting of gay people. So make the best friend gay. But make sure people know this person's gay, and it's just like the most over-the-top gayness it's you can horrendous. imagine. Yeah, it's oh, so many movies. It's stupid. Yeah, it, I hate it. It really is. It's like somebody took a Bath and Body Works and condensed it into a person. He smells like that. I assume it smells good. <laughs> I like the way Bath and Body Works smells. Really, Bath and Body Works yeah. smells like rotten fruit. Always it's overpowering. It is overpowering. It is. It smells like I. It smells like an orange rolled under my refrigerator. And well, you know, ever since there. I lost my sense of smell, overpowering is all I can breathe in. Ugh. You know what else is overpowering? This guy's gayness. Oh my <laughs> god. No. Yeah. It's it it's is embarrassing. As it is. Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing as a member of society. Yeah. And yes. we watched it. We watched it as a house full of straight people, and it was offensive. <laughs> 
It really is like it is. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like stinky trash. It's just like it paints the whole scene, and I can't notice anything else but it. <laughs> yeah, even when he's not talking, he's just in the background, standing there, and they're making him make a face that tells the audience he's gay. He's well, got like that, his they, lips that is supposed to tell the audience yeah. that he's gay. He's yeah. got his lips pursed out, and he's just like. So I just want to interject here and say that the depiction of his character is what's offensive. It's yeah. not his gayness. Oh, sure. No, God. Yeah, in case you were... I was like, I, don't, I was thinking <laughs> when you were talking, like, I don't know if we made that clear yeah, or not. I'm not trying we're a to house say... full of straight people, and we all find this offensive. No, he is... he Him being gay is whatever. We're, but no, yeah, it's yeah, the fact... Yeah, we're totally fine with that. Yeah, it's the fact, it's the fact that they pulled out all the stops and like, hey, you want to put a gay character in this? Well, let's make sure they know. And it's yeah. like, we already got, why can't like Alex Borstein just play a, a lesbian or something? Like, why, there's just no need <laughs> well, for Well, because this then she couldn't hit on every single penis in this film. So then we would have a woman talking about something other than like a man or beauty cream in That's this true. movie. This, if you are a person, this film will offend you. Yeah. <laughs> or <Right>. should. <laughs> should offend you. It probably doesn't Texas. pass the Bexel test. No, no. no I, was, I was thinking that exact same thing when I was talking about how the film revolves around this guy. No, this film fails the Bechdel test. Well, like, does it? Uh, unbelievable. It fails it with flying colors. Do mm-hmm. Sharon Stone and Halle Berry ever talk about a they man? They talk about her husband mm-hmm. and like, what he's up to, his shenanigans. Oh, I guess that's true. This fails the Bechdel test so hard. It does. It, yeah, wow. In fact, almost every conversation they have before Sharon Stone does that thing in the climax of the film is about him. Oh, when she that's flashes true. her crotch to... Uh, Wrong movie. That's... Never mind. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, um... Thank you for clarifying for us, Caitlin, so that we didn't come across as big, fat assholes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would not have caught it. I would not have caught so it. So we last left off at a man sandwich at 12 o'clock. <laughs> and yeah. And walks uh, a piece of cardboard named Detective Tom Lone, coming to return Patience's wallet and ask her out to coffee. There are a lot of lame jokes from Alex Borstein and a joke about how patients will never, ever, ever wear a leather outfit and a lot of frightening facial expressions from the cartoon character. <laughs> also, yes. in case you didn't know that, she will never, ever wear a leather outfit. Ever. It, ever. Won't, come, it won't come back. Stop, stop expecting it to come back, people. It's not going to happen. It won't. She won't wear it at all. God. <laughs> so that night, Patience goes home to some... No, no, she doesn't go home. Sorry, <laughs> she goes to a like a developmental lab for the company. Yeah, because to... she has to deliver her. Uh... Why is she dropping off her artwork? Because, because the, the messenger wouldn't come. Because why is she dropping it off at the factory? Because that's where, where George is. Stuff? Yeah, because she has to deliver it to him. Yeah, that's where she thinks he's, he's not at. there though. That's where she thinks he's at. Because he said that's where he was going. I what a like weird if... thing! Like, leave it on my desk. <laughs> If we're arguing about it, it probably wasn't explained very well. And it's it was, probably just yeah. like a plot device. Like, oh, we just need to get here here so Bring we can kill her. Bring it down to the factory. <laughs> well, I, all I know for sure is it had to be delivered to him by midnight because she said that on the phone when she was trying to How get about a message. Email it to me because this is 2004. <laughs> email didn't exist yet. You can't yet. email artwork. They were still <laughs> faxing. <true>. <laughs> yeah, again, this is 2004. <laughs> That is not like <laughs> computers uh, and scanners. Like scanners have never worked fine. God but. damn it, net zero. Hey, I was playing RuneScape in two thousand four. You've got mail. <laughs> anyway, so um, 
inside Laurel is meeting with the previously mentioned scientist who's raising concerns about the about facial disfigurements from long-term trials of uh, buline. And Patience accidentally walks into this meeting, realizes it's bad, and she makes a run for it. But Laurel, she never comes face-to-face with Laurel. No, she They're doesn't. Yeah, they don't see there. who she is. She just is. sees yeah. the scientist talking. And there's a few scenes of that in this movie. It's like they're always obscured from the other's view, so they they don't know who they who the other one is really for the most part. Um, so Laurel doesn't see her, but two security guards are sent after her, and one of them is a creepy white dude, and the other is the Asian actor who played Ryu in the horrible live action Street Fighter movie from 1994. <laughs> Fun fact. Ooh, do you know who the old man is? <laughs> or not not the old man, the white dude? Who? He plays the old man that works for Norman Osborn in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. I do not remember those movies that yeah, well. Yeah, me neither. Is at he first Bert? I thought you were going to say he was Bernard. And I, I was, was going like, to say, is no, he, he, is is he not. Bernard in those movies? <laughs> they no, bring Kermit him back. the Frog's not in this. <laughs> <laughs> Your father was killed by his own glider. Your father so was killed. cream. His own face cream. <laughs> no, it's like this old dude who wears a fo- fedora. Fedora. He. Uh, it's the dude. Oh, is at he the, the end- one that's walking at the end, past all the stuff? Yeah. Past, the like, one who's the walking wings, past all the stuff. Thank past God. the wings the and Doctor Octopus's tentacles and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, him. Those movies are stupid. I think his name in this movie is Armando. Who anyway, cares? A chase ensues, and <laughs> she ends up list. lost, walking through a giant waste treatment pipe tunnel system thing and Sewers. uh which yeah, she like does a... trip into just in case you were yes, worried she, she wasn't so clumsy she clumses <laughs> right into that sewer <laughs> uh creepy guy points a gun he points with his gun sideways like a douche during this scene <laughs> she went down there and he's pointing with it all sideways uh and ryu gets the go ahead from over the phone to uh to kill patients flush the pipes so the security guys flood the pipe. Are there kids yelling outside? That's what I heard. It sounded like... Anytime I think, though, that a kid's being murdered outside and I actually get up to look, there's they're just playing games I don't know. There's something. lots of... Our neighbors yell a lot around here, so I don't know. So sorry, kids, in my life now. Uh, if you're dying, then you're just going to have to die. Because <laughs> if you're dying, yell, I'm dying The others now. ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yell, <The> fire. Ki- <laughs> yell fire. Yell <laughs> fire. And, well, at one point, the the security guy shoots at her, and uh, Ryu's like, what are you doing? And the guy goes, don't ever do that again. But it's after he shoots, the guy puts his gun down, and he uh, it's just a stupid... It's an awkward line. And it's not necessary. It yeah. adds nothing to the movie. And immediately after that, uh, Ryu's on the phone and gets the go-ahead to kill her, and he's totally cool with it. So it's like... What are you doing? Maybe it's dude? so there wasn't like a bullet in her that could be traced. It's like, oh, she was just down in the sewer and we had to flush the pipes. So it comes off though like he's he's questioning <laughs> why his friend's trying to murder someone. Don't kill this woman. Let me. Well, because they didn't have clearance. <laughs> My turn, huh? <laughs> they didn't have clearance to kill her yet. They didn't have clearance from Clarence. Maybe they just ordered Chinese food, and he was like, "Dude, that's our food." Like, you know, they just like they cut that out part out. You know, we she's just didn't know. Her, she's keeping their food in a quiver on her back. <laughs> <laughs> this keeps my hands very free. Catwoman played by well, Halle Berry, don't... played by Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah. So patience drowns, 
uh, her body is like shot out of the side of this <laughs> in, in, cliff. In hilariously terrible CGI, her body oh. is cannonballed out of the side of a cliff. That's something I wanted to talk about. Uh, I looked at the director's Wikipedia page. Pitoff, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Rice Pilaf. His, his official, his Wikipedia page says he is a visual effects supervisor and a director. If he's a visual effects supervisor, he needs to get fired because he did a horrible job on this movie. Yeah, but who would fire him? This was pretty <laughs> decent, I think, for 2004. Yeah. But it's, however, it has not aged well at all. It has Maybe, I Man, it's, it's, yeah, when you're watching it now, it's like, it's like Xbox graphics. It's rough. I mean, it's it's up there with like Spider Man One. Spider Man One it. has bad CGI. Yeah, that Spider-Man movie has an Spider-Man aged Spider Man well. One has the benefit of being a good, coherent movie. Well, <laughs> it does. We'll talk about all that when we review the movie. So she drowns. Her body washes up on a muddy bank, and a CGI version of the cat from before finds her. And this is—it's so creepy. Because it's meowing, and that's all you're hearing, and the camera just keeps zooming in until it goes into the cat's mouth for no mm-hmm. reason. <laughs> I was like, and it's this the movements of this animal are not at all cat like. No. It's so weird. It's like a hand puppet of CGI. Um, and then a bunch of cats come out of nowhere, and they all surround her body. They're basically doing the thing from uh, Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. which is not comics accurate. So nothing about this movie has anything to do with the comics, Literally, except she uses a whip. There's no character theme. in this movie that's from the comics. Yes. The closest we get is Laurel Hedare having the same first name as Black Canary. That's, that's all it is. I think the closest we get is a cat-themed uh, j- jewel thief. Who steals one time in this movie. Yes. And twice. Gives... Twice. She steals jewels once, but she yeah. steals twice. What else does she steal? A motorcycle. Oh, I guess oh. she does. She does. You're she right. She straight up steals a dude's motorcycle. And like his ability to she listen stole to that music. cat's motorcycle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you just quote Spider Man? <laughs> I did. <laughs> hey. That, that's Spider Man 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the opening. Stole he that stole that guy's pizzas. <laughs> um. <laughs> So all the cats around her body and the CGI cat brings her back to life with mystical cat halitosis. <laughs> the cat literally just looks at her and goes. <sighs> it yeah. breathes and you could see breathes the breath. It's like, breath a, it's like a face. gas or something going into her throat. I don't know if you've ever smelled cat's breath, but it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it is gross. <laughs> Making this the, the lamest superhero origin I've ever seen in my life. How'd you get your powers? A cat breathed on me. In me. <laughs> a cat in breathed me. into me. Wake Not me just up. any cat. Midnight. That's Midnight. True. Badass motorcycle cat. Although, mind <laughs> you, mid- Midnight Breathed Into Me does sound a little more badass than, oh, a cat breathed into me. <laughs> I sucked up a cat's breath. Was... Midnight Breathed Into Me is like how Moon Knight would say he got his powers. It's some, <laughs> or Batman. It's some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. That's How'd a, you get your powers, metaphor, Batman? Yeah. Midnight Breathed Into Me. I was mm. born from Midnight. Kevin Conroy. Oh, wow, that's Anyway, deep. so the camera zooms in slowly on her eye, and what do you guys think is going to happen? I feel I think like her, her eye is going to turn into, like, a hawk eye. It does. And then she rises up on wings, and credits roll. Yep. No, it turns into a cat eye. 
very stupidly and then the camera pans out and she comes back to life like she got shocked with shock paddles by breathing in very deeply and going <gasps> god as everybody horrible. anytime there's like a rebirth quote unquote in a movie people always breathe like they've just been submerged underwater mm-hmm. well like, technically she has been well she was submerged i mean she wasn't submerged for that long she did get shotgunned <laughs> out of a pipe but then she landed on an island <laughs> Did she die from drowning or did she Man. die from blunt force trauma? Hey, but more importantly, had she landed in the water, cats hate water. So would they just have not saved her had she landed in the water surrounding her? Midnight's I... like, oh, I was going to save her, but uh, <laughs> uh, never mind, guys. Come on, guys. Vroom, oh, vroom. I just licked the bottom of my leg. Sorry. <laughs> it's, I was expecting her, though, when she sat up to start coughing up water because she drowned, but she doesn't. Because that would make too much sense for this. No, the Um, breath dissolved the water (laughs) and vaporized it. I'm pretty sure dissolving is breaking apart in water. (laughs) So the breath. I know. So the breath. I said what I said. I said. I said what I said. In water, but in. I said what I said. So after experiencing some weird side effects of being brought back to life by a cat, including <laughs> telescope vision, yes. Oh and, my god, the pelican and spider sense. <laughs> she does see a little spider scurrying across a, a rock, and she chases it like an idiot. Like man, a, can oh you... man, the cat behavior starts here in this movie. Imagine how degrading <laughs> that scene was for poor Halle Berry, who had to crawl Oscar. around a seat, who had to crawl around a set of a rock. While CGI water crashed in the background, chasing a spider that was not there. Oscar-winning <laughs> actress Halle Berry. Yeah, she won so an Oscar far. this year. The then year, made the yeah, movie. Yeah, she won an Oscar the same year she made Catwoman for Monsters Ball, a great movie with a little bit too much uh, uh, Billy, Bob, Billy Thornton. Bob Thornton in it, and not enough Heath Ledger. Yeah. Remember the time that Steven Spielberg made Schindler's List and Jurassic Park in the same year and changed (laughs) cinema forever? This is the the opposite of that. (laughs) (laughs) Halle Berry did the opposite of that. She made a great movie and a horrible one. This is where you go from the top of the barrel to under the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so she's back to life and a cat. Yes. Yeah. I love saying that sentence. (laughs) Back to life and a cat. She... um, makes her way to her apartment and she breaks in through the window for some reason after leaping up to the <laughs> She's balcony got a from key. the street. No, she yes. really lost her keys when she drowned and died. Ooh, like, that's I mean, true. I bet that her loose <laughs> pockets are just like, but empty. she didn't that's lose the point. horrible outfit. It's, it's, it's different. It's changed. It's actually a lot cuter when she's come back from the dead. That is, it is, it's plausible that she lost her keys, but it is better that this outfit is covered in mud now. Yeah, it really but is. It's true. If, but that's a pretty gaping plot hole to just leave open that she kicks her window in to get into like bed. Oh, was, this is the part where she even... looks into her window and sees her reflection and her face is caked with mud and she sees like a little bit of an outline of what her mask would eventually look like. Really? Is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a thing that happens in this piece of shit movie. Wow. She sees mud and goes, that would be a great mask be wonderful i wonder if there's a mask exactly like that on sale at the jewelry store right now well what's weird is when she we'll we'll get to that never mind um so she the next day she wakes up on a rafter in her apartment (laughs) because cats sleep up high on things sometimes (laughs) 
<laughs> but she, thank God, she has a different outfit on though. <laughs> she broke her window, changed clothes, and fell asleep on her roof. <laughs> Do you guys think <laughs> fell asleep in her roof? <laughs> in her ceiling oh yeah her ceiling i guess do you guys think when she eventually <laughs> dies she'll do like what all cats do and she'll go climb under the deck and disappear and die yes. and just start stinking if the a place cat up? does it she's gonna do it but she also has a bunch of pillows under her up on the rafters so that means she broke the window changed her clothes put a bunch of pillows up on the rafter. balanced a bunch of pillows on a rafter and then and fell, fell asleep. this sounds like this sounds like a lot of effort to communicate to the audience that you're cat-like now <laughs> yeah she has full-blown superpowers in this which well, is not at all what Catwoman has in the comic books no she's, <laughs> she's just, just a, a person she's just she's a, filthy just a person <laughs> she's a criminal um so she wakes up, and then she she wakes up to an answering machine message from Sally. Which she falls to by landing on all four feet, or all four limbs. Because she falls off the rafter when Pause. she hears... Yeah. She, <laughs> she falls off the rafter and lands on all four appendages. <laughs> well, she's patience now, so... Limbs. Just limbs and she gets another call from detective lone who's been stood up at the coffee shop she oh, did not go to meet not up with benjamin him. brad so he's so disappointed the cat is back in her apartment though and she finds an address on its collar and decides to go to the that address and it's a nice house it looks like it's situated on a pretty prime piece of real estate it looks like there are huge buildings all around mm-hmm. and then this like Really nice. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what kind of house this is. Victorian. Like a townhouse. Yeah, it's like a town. But yeah, it's beautiful, and it's in the middle of an urban center. Yeah, this lady, she could easily sell this house for. She's talking about being laid off uh, as a professor at like, some oh, point in the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you should sell this gigantic, great investment that you're sitting on, loading up with yeah. cat pee. Is what this it, in New York City? Where does this movie take place? New York City it doesn't in quotation ever marks. Yeah, that's what I like to think. It was probably filmed in Toronto or something because that's what all these... Is it supposed to take place in Gotham? No. I don't... The it's city's never ambiguous. named. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ambiguous, I think, on purpose. Good. Good. Um, Boy, this is going down faster than I thought it was. So Patience returns the cat named Midnight, as we've discussed... <laughs> To the owner, an older white woman named Ophelia Powers, which is the stupidest character. Again, we're back at freshman year English paper. <laughs> and then, and then they meet this psychic this is named a, Ophelia Powers. It's a Stephanie Powers. Brown name, <laughs> Ophelia Powers. Ophelia Powers sounds like a fake name taken on by somebody who dyed their hair black their freshman year. Jasmine Zinfandel, Ophelia Powers. <laughs> Bunch of weird names. Uh, I knew I knew somebody in high school who nicknamed herself October Shadow, first Ugh. name last name. Who was that? What was that the... was, did I know them? You did. Oh, that was Victoria. Oh, Victoria. Yeah. Victoria, if you ever listen to this podcast, I remember that, and I remember you putting it as Victor or October Shatten in German on your MySpace. What was, what was the one that I know? What was her? She made a book. Oh. And what was the name? Oh, uh, Blair something. Blair. Are you talking about Century? Blair Riley. Blair, Blair, Blair Riley. Blair. Because I read that book and I oh, loved it no. in fifth grade. I loved that shit. Don't make don't make that face like you're gonna look the book up, Caitlin. Don't look it up. It's too late. It's already it's in my queue. She downloaded it. 
I'm reading it. Oh, it was God. only 99 cents. <laughs> you know what I remember about that book? It had a bunch of swear words in it, but, but they, they were, were all, all censored. Like, it was symbols. like hashtag at sign dollar sign. So she sign, wanted to pound. make an edgy book, but all of the swearing in it is. But just it was also symbols. it was also kind of a Christian book, and so yeah, you couldn't bit. swear in it. It's yeah. about a goth woman but is it on a holy aggressive war. towards any of her classmates. Is it? It certainly is. We're getting into a lot of Panhandle Texas <laughs> things right now. Things nobody but, else will get. Yeah, but nobody just cares about. Yeah. It's uh, it talks a lot of shit on a lot of people. Look from up that. Century by Blair Riley. Yeah. It's on Amazon. I know that they'll Don't probably waste give your time. you. They'll probably give you a free month of Prime for buying it. <laughs> Just watch Catwoman instead. It'll save you a lot of time. Uh, anyway, so it turns out Ophelia is a bit of a like a crazy cat lady with fifty cats, and the stench of kitty litter in this place must be overwhelming. Oh God. That's why she like, got fired from being a professor. She smelled. She smelled. You <laughs> need to stop. You're a great They're professor, but uh, you stink. Wash your clothes, Ophelia. <laughs> just wash your clothes. Ophelia, I don't think you... we know about Ophelia's past at this point. This is a really short scene. Like, that she just goes there? Yeah, yeah no. All there. we know. Here's your cat. Yeah, all we know. Yeah, she comes in and she is. she hands her the cat and Ophelia tries to get her to stay. And she's like, oh, no, I'm late for work after I died. One, I almost died once and then died actually yesterday. I'm going to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, not before she rubs a ball of cat. Oh, face. I forgot about that. That's something Halle Berry did once. I've watched Halle Berry get sensual yeah, with a bag of catnip. doing it and paid for o- it. Ophelia Powers takes a ball of catnip. And Halle Berry snatches it out of the air and rolls it around her nose and acts like it's the greatest. She acts like it is porn for her emotions. And she's still got like bits of catnip <laughs> left. Or, uh, yeah, it's, it's catnip, right? Yeah, it's cat. She's still got pieces of it on her face. <laughs> what if it was just laced with PCP? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going anywhere as she passes out. <laughs> as she dies for a third and final time. <laughs> No, she's got like she's got like six more lives, man. If midnight can't breathe on her, Jasmine Zinfandel can. That's true. Um, anyway, so she goes to work, and at work, George is yelling at patients in her oh, cubicle yes. in plain sight of everybody because she never delivered her design. Uh, as patients idly sketches a picture of him with devil horns. He grabs the drawing and crumbles it up, and he goes to walk away, and there's this exchange. I'm sorry. And he says, sorry? Sorry's not nearly good enough. To which she (laughs) says, says, all right, let me give you the remix. Let me try the remix. That's what God. It is. Is this anybody's? Are we at a a sky poem here? Not yet. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. Although it is a line like this. Mine was the catnip. It was? Oh, no. Yeah. What? Oh man, the catnip scene makes me cringe every <laughs> single time I see it. And I it's laugh. not for me. It's not the fact like a catnip joke thrown in would have made me laugh, but it's the fact that Halle Berry grabs the little pouch of catnip and goes and rolls it all over her face. Oof. It's dis- it's gro- yeah. it's unnerving. It is. It's unnerving. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, um, guys. I don't judge how y'all play with your pets. I would really appreciate if y'all didn't judge how I play with my cats. It's just Ren rubbing his cat around his nose. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Come no. I'm going to fired for my job at the university for this. Come on, patience. 
<laughs> I named my cat Patience. This is Ophelia. This is Patience. And this is Laurel. <laughs> and that's George. He doesn't get along with anybody. <laughs> he just drives off on his motorcycle. Later, bitch. Um, what? Where are we? <laughs> what are we? <laughs> so she says, "Let me try the remix," and she suddenly gets really stern with her boss and tells him he's a sack of shit or something. <laughs> no, there they are, do not say sack of shit. There are four curse words in this movie, and all four <laughs> times it's the word words. hell. But they're all just symbols. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Riley was the screenwriter for this film, <laughs> directed by Petoff, written by Blair Riley. <laughs> Blair Riley, if you listen to this, I've never met you, but your book sucks. She's a pretty successful person. Yeah, now. she's better than all of us. So, oh, I'm sure well, she, I don't know about you. She was, <laughs> you, she was a Marine for a while. She, she might Obama. be better than all of us. Yeah, no, she's yeah. Her she's, book's still not good. Yeah, she's pretty. She is pretty cool now. I I wouldn't shit talk somebody who's better than. You know all what? Of us if right I now. wrote anything at that age, it That's would be true. pretty shitty. Too. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I'll let it slide. <laughs> I can't judge fifteen-year-old you. Anyway. Um, so she, yeah, she gets all stern with him and he fires her. And so walking down the street with Sally, she tries to explain her behavior and she hisses at a barking dog. <laughs> Man. She literally looks at a dog and goes, the, the things that Halle Berry is going to do for her country yeah. in this movie. <laughs> She also, uh, I watched a deleted scene. They had another scene of her hissing at a barking dog again. It was because uh, we needed that twice. I know she's <laughs> yeah. The, the deleted scene is she's in this junkyard running away from junkyard dogs, and she jumps over a fence and hisses at them, and they back away. <laughs> it's horrible. It's real stupid. Yeah, this is. There's just man. There are no words. It's just dumb. They're only meows. And hisses. Yep. And balls of catnip. <laughs> so at the hospital, Sally has an appointment with a haughty doctor, and she encourages patients to make things work with Detective Lone. And elsewhere, Lone is giving a talk to a bunch of kids at a school. Because he's a cop, and that's what they do sometimes in yeah. movies. I feel like cops often in movies are shown giving talks to kids at school. A but lot like, more than we ever got. Yeah, out of I never yeah. like very. I had maybe one cop in my entire school career come in and talk to me about just cop stuff. Hey, I, I will I, say, two weeks into kindergarten, I'm talking 2002, five years old, Christian Cook. Uh, you were five in 2002. Yeah, I was born in 97. Jeez. That's how numbers work. <laughs> that sucks. I was well into puberty. <laughs> yes, you were. Uh, these two cops came to the elementary school. You were only in the fourth grade. You weren't that old. It feels much older. I'm sure. These two cops came to talk to uh, the elementary school about stranger danger. And I remember them asking what we would do if we were ever confronted by a stranger. And I told them I'd kick their butt. And I got my very first SWAT because of that. Nice. So I don't trust cops coming to talk to kids at schools. I don't trust it. At least to butt bustings. What That's if all they, it is. What if they play basketball with inner city youth? <laughs> I, I'm from Panhandle. I am the inner city youth. No cop had ever played basketball with me. Have you ever played basketball? <laughs> Define play. <laughs> Have you ever been an equipment manager for basketball? <laughs> no. No, that was the football team. 
<laughs> and I yeah. did. I managed the hell out of that shit. I bet you managed every piece of equipment on that team. I did. Weren't you Gross. also a mascot? I was mascot. I was an all-American did athlete. Did you do that and equipment manager, just mascot at that time? Just mascot. I was equipment manager my junior year. Yeah. I was mascot. Managing the equipment was the initiation for becoming the mascot. Hmm. I had to go through a lot of equipment before I got to watch girls dance all day. <laughs> Boy, what a blow. <laughs> what a blow. Literally. That's the... Oh, and what, what kind of mascot were you? I was a panther. Oh. <laughs> Meow. Catwoman, panther. There's mm-hmm. barely a connection. Man, My real there, name is Patience This movie has layers upon layers of meaning. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, anyway, Lone's talking to these inner city kids, and uh, Patience shows up and gives him a copy with sorry written on the cup. Uh, Which outs- will become important later in the movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite Jesse Eisenberg's piss, but it'll be. <laughs> um, Is there anything quite like Jesse Eisenberg's piss? That's a, that's yeah, a know, plot that's, point of Batman v that's Superman. That's often my frame of reference for quality. Is, it's good, but is it Jesse Eisenberg's piss? Is it no. Mama's sweet tea or whatever the hell it was in that movie? Grandma's peach tea. Ugh. Nana's peach tea. That's what it is. Nana's. That's right. Is it Nana's peach tea? I can't wait to get to that movie. Oh, me either. But I can at oh. the same time. I'm going to piss off a whole group on Reddit. No, just piss into a jar. Oh, okay. <laughs> They, they'll like that. And then sneak it into the Senate chamber somehow. They'll call that artful what filmmaking. do with that? Is that a jar of piss? <laughs> anyway, we'll get there. Um, Someday. So, yeah, on the basketball court, the kids encourage patience and loan to play each other one-on-one. This is the famous scene. The and basketball oh, this is man. where the movie ends for most people, I think. <laughs> this is the only this part is... of the movie I'd ever seen. Yeah, this is actually the part of the movie I've seen the most time because on uh, on YouTube – there is a, a video made where they count the number of camera cuts in this minute um, and 40 You've shown this to me several times. Yeah. Yeah. This, minute and 47, or this minute and 37 second scene, there are 147 camera cuts. And many of, at least, it's like, it gets to a point where it's like five per second, six oh. per second. It is nauseating. It mm. is. It's so bad. It's yeah, so bad. This, for me, this is where like the bad cinematography reaches its peak in this movie. Because they're trying to make... Like, you know, uh, uh, Patience and the detective are playing this game of one-on-one as suggested by these inner-city youth. However, uh, which you can tell they're inner-city youth because there's graffiti on the wall. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I don't think, the, does the basket have a ri- or have a net? I think it I does. Does it? I don't so. remember. I would fully expect it to be a chain net just so they could really hammer it home. Mm. Or just like an old crate <laughs> nailed up there. <laughs> an old crate. Um, like in, that's how it is in the Black Panther. They just got like a crate. I haven't seen to Black Panther. Don't spoil the type of basketball. Uh, for me. Whoops. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, but they're also it's also an intensely sexual scene. Oh my god! Oh my god! There's there's ass shaking. That's for sure. There is not only is there ass shaking. That's the only point in this in this scene where the camera isn't cutting over and over, and it's because she's shaking her ass. As the cameraman does like a sweeping pan, kind of like a back and forth kind of pan on it, where it looks like, like a rap video. It's kind of following the ass it, a little bit. <laughs> Shake but your it's, ass. It's the Watch least. <laughs> Come on with my dick in my hand. Oh, okay. That we didn't need that line. <laughs> it's the most. I did. 
Although if you say it like uh, like mystical, nobody would be able to know that you even said it. Oh, come on, woman, no, my hair. It's the most unsexy Halle Berry ass shaking you can imagine. Yes. It's just, it looks gratuitous. gratuitous, It's gratuitous. But it also just looks stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And also, as an audience member, I'm fully conscious of the fact they're in front of a bunch of kids. That's really the worst part for me. (laughs) They're they're in the middle of a circle of children. (laughs) Well, the best part is... Is it Once Benjamin finally... Bratt lifting up his shirt? No, but he Which, does do that. Although that is gross. Yeah, he fans yeah. himself by he's lifting like, up his shirt, and it's like the kids are in the background of that shot. You've got to know that he's got great abs, guys. Yeah, I. so have him become shirtless later, not in front of kids. <laughs> and we'll, Have butene burn past that shirt point off in anyway. the factory. Where are the teachers rushing these kids away with their hands <laughs> over their eyes? I think this is after school, maybe? Hmm. Maybe like they don't over? have any teachers in their budget. <laughs> this is the inner city. We saw the graffiti. <laughs> they learn by inviting cops to come no, read. The best part, though, because they're doing this in front of kids, is after she ends up like dunking and, and scoring on him, and she, uh, not a euphemism, and she catches the basketball, <laughs> this kid just walks up and goes, uh, can we have our ball back? <laughs> Like, he's thinking what the audience is thinking. Like, what the hell are y'all doing? Give me that ball so we can play. And mind you, when he comes up and asks that, she is straddling him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> she comes down from dunking and straddles Benjamin Bratt, and their kids are still in the background of this shot. This puts the uh, Ben Affleck, Daredevil, and Electra playground, playground fight, fight scene fight. to shame. Yeah. Yeah, it is too sexual to happen, and not in front of one child, but in a circle of children. So at Patience's old workplace, uh, because she got fired, Laurel is still stewing over her husband's affair because she has nothing else going on in her life to think about. Uh, His affair with the new face of the company, she sees them together from the main office window and shatters a glass with her bare hand. But it doesn't cut her hand. But it does because it's fun. sugar glass, and this is a movie. <laughs> yeah, because it shatters exactly like sugar glass does. <laughs> it's like little flakes. It doesn't even look harmful at all. But, I know, but yeah, remember in the context. Of remember the movie. that it doesn't cut her hand, not because uh, it matters, because it's explained to you later anyway. But because that was their version of foreshadowing, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. That's it's it's like we said, there's layers. It's deep. Well, I am going to jump to the movie's defense here because I think that what's really dangerous play here. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm um, getting real shaky. You playing devil's it. advocate. Just, just go with it for a second. Um, I think what's really bothering her because the movie kind of tries to have like a social conscious. It just doesn't quite reach it. But she's not really mad that her husband's having an affair because I don't think she really like, cares about her she's husband at all. She's mad that she's not young looking. She's anymore? mad that she's not the face of the company anymore. Yeah, like it's kind of clear that she's. I guess you're right. You're right in that she. It's clear that she's been kind of forced out of that. You know what yeah. I mean? And right. she's not thrilled about it. Clearly, it's still like a woman who is angry that she's not beautiful anymore or something. Though it's, and it it's just she's seems not very... beautiful enough for society. I think that she is totally comfortable in her own beauty. I mean, she's Sharon Stone. She's still fucking hot. If I can say that word, which I just did. <laughs> <Go> and... ahead. <laughs> 
I mean, it's it's just that like she's just been replaced by a younger woman, which is like every woman's nightmare because that's what happens. Like men are like, ah, oh, you're too old for me now. Like, oh, yeah. Sharon Stone. We actually in the movie. have a, a girl who's a little bit younger than you showing up here in just a few minutes. That's great. That's great. I'll kick yeah. your ass. No. Her name's also we just, They just keep cycling in and out until we. There have... can only be one. <laughs> At a time. <laughs> yeah, there can be more than one. Just we have to switch them out. <laughs> It's like the idol in the bag but of sand no, from Temple that, of Doom. That makes more sense because, yeah, she, she acknowledges the Not fact Temple, her husband's having an affair. Mm-hmm. She And she seems completely comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, which sucks, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's a relationship. But, yeah, I think, I think the... Yeah, you know what? I'll give the movie that. At least it wasn't just her worrying about her husband. Yeah. yeah. Good on you, Catwoman. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> what a sentence. Well, hold on, like Jacob. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, so cut to Patience's, Patience's <laughs> apartment where she's finishing her seventh can of tuna fish. Uh, and she's oh. eating it with her fingers. And you know what? Yeah. For the rest of the movie, every time she's with Tom Lone, I'm just imagining her with tuna breath the whole time. <laughs> hey, Tom. But then he turns into a cat because she breathed into his nose. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it's she eats everything with her fingers which i guess whatever cats eat with their paws or, or whatever but she's like digging in with like this pincher style grip and just Ugh. shoving it and you know what mouth, and it's disgusting don't eat seven cans of tuna on your bed <laughs> yeah she's eating on her bed that's like that's my cardinal can. sin she doesn't sleep there anymore it's okay you know that's what true. she's got the rafters now <laughs> just don't eat seven cans of tuna period i don't care if it's on her bed or not just don't do it i love tuna but seven cans is a little much and just straight out of the can, is she drinking the water? Well, uh, is it cream in a saucer? Because if so, then no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you got this, Christian. She's kind of a cat now, and you need to have this hammered into your face every chance this I'm movie I'm talking gets. about the water left in he's, the can yeah, from he's the saying, tuna. He's saying the tuna's like well, the water that comes Maybe it's tuna and oil, can. Christian. Is she drinking the oil then? <laughs> is she drinking the tuna liquid? That was just going too far. They actually cut that part out. They're like, no, let's just have her eating the tuna. We don't I'll want to see her. I'm very really committed and drinking that. Excuse me while I remain sick to my stomach for the next three days over the phrase tuna liquid. <laughs> That's disgusting. Well, because I said water. You said oil. I said oil. You said, well, it could also be. So I just said liquid. It Any liquid. Matter. Does not matter. The at tuna all. magma. <laughs> That's. Better? They also cut out a scene of her using her giant human-sized litter box. Uh, they just thought <laughs> that that was too much. I know, man. If you're gonna have this woman eat cans <laughs> of tuna, <laughs> if you're gonna have this woman eat cans of tuna with her fingers, you better have her covering her pee with dirt. I'll be right back, Tom. Oh, man. Why do they do that? <laughs> so Sally calls and gives her an update from the hospital. And the entire time they're on the phone, Patience is needlessly leaping, balancing, and crouching on all of her furniture. Like, she can't just stop doing cat stuff. She has to constantly cat. It's like, is yeah. Is this day four? So Are we dumb. on day four yet? This is three or four? Four. Yes, this is day four, I think. We had... She went to work the first day. She had until midnight the next day. Uh, she woke up. Uh, well, she returned to her apartment and woke up 
and went to patient or uh, Ophelia's on the third day, I believe. Got fired from work that day. Um, ugh, we're on like I, I think, think we're day four now. I think this is still day three because because like uh, Sally is like, oh no, you've got to go fix things with the cop. So she has to go do that after she gets fired. She has to go have the basketball game, and this is right after the basketball game, right? Also, no, this Sally, is the next morning. Oh, it has to be the fourth day because Sally fainted the day that she got fired, and she's in the hospital, and she's calling now to give her an update. I don't think it would be just like later the same day, or maybe it would. I don't. There are anyway. days in this movie. <laughs> so this movie um, takes place over an unspecified amount of time. The, the time passes. She's doing cat stuff, and their conversation ends, and Sally hits on a hot male doctor. Um, so that night, Patience tries to sleep. So this is that night, the third or fourth night of this stupid movie. And uh, she, but her neighbor is back at it again with another rager, <laughs> another ranger, and she yells at him to shut the music off. Instead of just asking meekly this time. And then he says, like, He tells her to get a life. life. And then another guy behind him goes, yeah, hey, you get a life. (laughs) Because there's no swearing in this movie, hardly. There's a sex scene. They call her freak. swearing. They call her, I think his exact words are, get a life freak. Because they couldn't say, get a life, bitch. Oh, is she in her outfit now? Did we miss that part? No, no she's, she's in her still PJs. Just yeah, in her she's jammies. in her PJs okay. right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she goes and she shuts the party down herself. She like busts down the door. She sprays the keg into the speakers, destroying like two hundred dollars minimum worth. There's of like equipment. a neon sign that says bar, and I'm like, is this an actual establishment? Like, <laughs> is this a bar on the That's third story Jacob of an apartment That's what Jacob and I talked building? about. Because right? it doesn't. Well, there. No, he's on. He's on the ground level. Is he? Yeah, because there's the motorcycle down oh, there next right, to it. Oh, you're right, you're right. But, but still, yeah, it's if he lives here, then his apartment is devoid of furniture. Well, what I'm it's saying is I think it might just be a bar. And if that's the case, then sorry, lady, you live near a bar. <laughs> if it's a bar, why do they a have a sliding ladder equipment? And they know where you live, so... Because <laughs> there's nothing indicating that it's an actual living space. She's just angry that this guy, I call him her Wait, neighbor. yeah, there is, because she goes, he doesn't live on the ground floor. He lives right across from her. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Are you sure? I don't think so. I could have sworn he lives right, because she goes out on her balcony to yell at him through the glass door that leads out to his balcony. She's got a window. I don't think that she would be yelling at anyone across the balcony. She'd be like, hey, guys, could you keep it well, down, Well, this is please? after she's Catwoman, so she's, a, true. she's you mean You know how now. cats yell at their noisy neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe I just, maybe it is up higher. And then she I don't goes know. through a hallway All that's lined with doors. she the motorcycle from street level. Yeah. And some guy yells, hey, that's my bike. But he could be yelling from the second story. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> When but we're arguing over details, like, he could be yelling from the second story. <laughs> in Catwoman. In Catwoman. Oh, and w- yeah, she goes to his apartment to shut it down. But before she breaks the door in, um, he slams it in her face, and then her eye glows like a cat eye. Because mm. <laughs> they glow. You know. <laughs> and yeah, then he, then she ruins this bar, potentially, <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> So she returns home and removes a box from her closet that says, open in case of dating emergency, love Sally and Lance. Lance is the cartoon gay guy from earlier. (laughs) And it's just 
Leather. It's just leather. <laughs> it's the it's the leather she was never gonna wear. She ever. wore it. They brought it back. She's a. F- what, she's a liar. What, she. She did end up wearing it. Yeah, it's wow. weird. We didn't expect it. We didn't. Wow. Expect it. I didn't see. In it In a coming. movie starring a superhero that has a leather whip and usually <laughs> wears leather, we didn't. Anyway, um, so she puts it on, but before before putting it on, she cuts her hair into an I'd like to speak to a manager hairstyle. Yes, she does. <laughs> I it's, will say she does a great job of cutting her own oh, hair. Oh, remember when we talked about Black Widow, like shooting two guns, <laughs> shooting, like doing one thing that's re- that requires a lot of precision? Now do that with both your hands. Now do that with scissors, and you're giving yourself a haircut. And you're directly next to your face. You know how cats are re- also really good cosmetologists? Mm-hmm. That really comes into play in this movie. You, well, you know, cats you learn do a lesser groom known, themselves. You learn a... I, that was my joke. Oh, well... I was going to say that. Uh, cat fight. You can call me Carlos Mencia, because I just stole it. Cat fight. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Welcome back to the litter box. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but yeah she gives herself a really 2004 haircut it's, it's a yeah. good version of a bad haircut <laughs> yeah it's very 2004 it think sure of holly berry in 2004 yeah it's like and that's the haircut it's like one of those uh it's like one of those kind of it's almost kind of a pixie cut but it's got like that poof in the back that is sticking uh, straight out like Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like when uh, Tinkerbell gets all jacked up in Peter Pan. Like, she's really hurt and need people need to clap to bring her back to life. She's a pixie. So, that version of a pixie haircut. That's what I'm saying. And here. it's just like that. <laughs> it's that. It's the Tink... Uh, hold up, guys. I'll send you a link. <laughs> Shout out to my Tinkerbell. Yeah. Um... So she cuts her hair and then outside she steals the neighbor's motorcycle. She just steals and a bike. Welcome to your next seizure, says the movie. Oh my Because she's God. driving down the street on this bike and the camera is changing angles over and over and over again. And there's just flashing lights and everything rushing by. It's this such is a headache to watch. Than any ghost rider motorcycle scene. Absolutely. Yeah. Way worse. However, uh, Ghost Rider 2's, uh, the scene with, like, the crane, or, like, the, the big piece of ex- construction You mean equipment. the coolest scene in that whole movie? Yes, the scene is cool. However, the camera cuts are not cool. That's true. In that Ugh. scene, they're nauseating just like this. But we also lost that episode, so sorry. <laughs> so nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's right. That we Yeah, we did record a Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance episode, and then uh, the devil took it right back. <laughs> Where it belongs. Mephisto said no. I'll be taking this back to hell if you don't mind. So, sorry guys. Not that sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, so then the audience wakes up from their seizure and she drives to a jewelry store with the intention of stealing the necklace that she admired before. But three guys are already robbing the place when she gets there conveniently. Or inconveniently, I'm not sure. Inconveniently. For them. Whoa. And oh. this is the most Catwoman moment in the whole movie, I yeah. think. Yeah. Did um, you say only? This is the only Catwoman moment in the whole this movie? This is the... M- 
It's the most Catwoman movie <laughs> moment in the movie. It's still pretty stupid, and my Sky poem exists in this scene. Ooh. It does. I think is I it, know what it is. I think I, I know I what it is, you too. Uh, it's one of two lines that Holly I bet Barry you guys has. know. <laughs> so um, these guys are smashing all the display cases with their guns. I guess they cut the alarm. And the first glass case absolutely shatters before the guy's gun ever makes contact with it. It's I like... And then he brings his gun down. It's so poorly timed. It's because Midnight breathed on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she makes her appearance. She's, this is, this is stupid. She was looking at the necklace in the window earlier and Mm -hmm. there's a mask above the necklace. And when she shows up at the jewelry store, she's not wearing a mask. She's just wearing the leather outfit that she put on. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when she sneaks in and she's like, she surprises them hanging on the side of the balcony up above. She's wearing a mask now, but it's not the same mask that was with the necklace from before. So they just have lots of masks in this place. I think there is a cat mask, actually. There is. Yeah, somebody, there definitely is. That somebody moves or something. She's just a big fan of masks. It's just... It's because she's hiding who she really is. It's the first of Clumsy. two times this movie, like... Gives her sort of like a trademark thing without explaining where Is the it comes other one from. the whip? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whip comes from nowhere. <laughs> it does. I've, I rewound it multiple times and looked to see if she has it. Nope. Um, anyway, she yeah, she shows up and she's like talking smack to him from up above. What now she I know say, exactly Jacob? what your at one line point, is. At one point... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what they say to her, but she responds to them by saying, what a perfect idea. She doesn't even, she's not purring. She's she not, goes, she just rolls her R. Yeah, she's speaking Spanish. Is there a difference between rolling your R and purring? Like, as I a can human purr, I can't yeah, roll, purring, roll my R. Yeah, it's purring is like, and mm. R's are like, yeah. Yeah. Is that purring? Lidl, <laughs> Anyway, that is my sky poem is the camera zooming in on her face as she says and and she also does this thing where she's like trying to be cat like and so she does her head she's like, like rolling this. her head slowly around she is. as she, she goes says it. what a perfect idea and, and it's i the say bullshit dumbest shit and then both of these men with shotguns take aim at her and just start shooting and then when the smoke clears she's not there like Point blank range, shooting directly at where this yeah. woman is. With shotguns. I, I mean, I don't underestimate the agility of cats, but if I shot at a cat with a shotgun, I would expect them to uh If I shot at one probably. and it jumped out of the way, I would certainly see where it went. <laughs> you know how cats disappear. Yeah, I mean, is... midnight always disappears. That's true. I, he doesn't disappear. He just rides off on his motorcycle. She. <laughs> she. I yeah, keep misgendering the sexist. cat. Man. This is the female. That's because trilogy, I've spent Christian. I've spent the whole podcast impersonating Midnight by going meow, bitch. What? And women can't say meow, bitch. Yeah. Not, well, I guess women can't have deep mm. voices, Christian. Yeah, I guess they can. You're out of the podcast. Do you need help digging that hole deeper? <laughs> Toss me a second shovel. 
Um, so she beats the shit out of them and a third guy with a handgun while scurrying along the walls. It's In like it's, very bad CGI. This is the most CGI of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. The end, the end of this movie is also pretty CGI. Like yeah. it's like the last 20 seconds of this movie are all CGI. That's true. There's, a, there's like three scenes. Like yeah. it was hurt. rendered on a PlayStation three. <laughs> <laughs> Great system. Um, and then she surfs on one of the guys. <laughs> she does. <laughs> surfs him right into a wall. This solidifies this movie as early 2000s for me because she surfs. <laughs> Physics. Didn't she do that in the James Bond movie too? I think so. What? Oh, yeah. uh, that's the only Bond movie I haven't seen. Uh, oh, you shouldn't. Die wait. another no, it's day. It's also stupid. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I know, man. Halle Berry, way to way to hit the way to hit the mark once and then. It was like she realized she was sort of a sex symbol for the time period and thought, I'll just do stuff that treats me like a sex symbol and has no substance to it. Um, yeah. I, mean, that said, I think she and confused, I, I think she confused sex symbol and sex like sexualized object. I'm sure she was making a lot of money off of that, but well, it's like, do you want to have a career or do you not? Because really, that's those are pretty much your options. Like, do I be an object or do I not? Yeah, she I guess won an like, Oscar this same year. Well, that's same how year Hollywood works. I mean, <laughs> there are not like even if you look at. And um, also, like, she was the first African American woman to win an Oscar. Right. So yeah, yeah if you're an African American really? woman at this time period, in 2004. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. And she's, wow. I think she's is the thing. only African American for best actress. For best actress. For best. Yeah. Actress, Man, I'm sorry. Suck. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what's her name? Charlize Theron won her Oscar, <laughs> and looked horrible in that movie. Are you calling her African American? Are you one of those people? <laughs> no, in no, Monster? no. I didn't mean it like that. I'm talking about because <laughs> other people were like, Charlize Theron won, and she was African American. No, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> saying Charlize Theron was African. No, I think she is from Africa. Yeah, yeah. I know. And she's also from South, America. Now. She's from South Africa. She's African American, oh but she's not black. That's not what I meant. What I meant was you don't necessarily have to be beautiful and a woman to win an Oscar. Because, like, Charlize Theron did it. No, she well, won because she is a beautiful woman who made herself not beautiful. Oh, just I guess for that that's movie. true. Yeah, Charlize, Charlize Theron, Theron is, is gorgeous. She did a great job, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. She I won love that movie. She did a great job. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like I have I the know, right to like... argue semantics about women in Hollywood. That came, that came across a little bit like. Listen, Whoa. I'll explain everything you guys need to know about women. <laughs> women, sit down, please. Let me explain you to you. Meanwhile, you Caitlin hasn't that. said a single word while we're just arguing about women in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't need to. Yes, we're, yeah, we're. She's letting it play out. Yeah. She's winning we, this argument arrived, somehow. We're arrived at the. We've arrived at the conclusion that we're all jackasses without your input. <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh, but no thanks thanks Plus, for having me <laughs> oh welcome to the podcast <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> so catwoman's got this leather on her butt <laughs> With kevin malone blob from x-men origins that's not kevin malone so catwoman's got this cut out on her butt that's kevin malone <laughs> that's straight out the office Oh, okay. Who? What other Kevin Malone is there? I think the actor... What's the actor's name who plays the blob? The blob? Yeah. Keith something. Keith? Yeah. Okay, or no, it Kevin. it's Kevin 
Durant. Durant. It is Kevin. Okay, yeah. see, I thought okay. you were... Call- I was like, that's not Kevin Malone. No, Kevin Malone But is. I know Kevin Malone from The Office. Yeah. See, I got, I got you. Okay, anyway. Anyway, we were, we were talking about our dicks. <laughs> <laughs> They're so, disgusting. But I yeah, I do... Put them away. <laughs> you no, said you want to be in the podcast. Agreed. <laughs> we do it pantsless. <laughs> no, dicks out, everybody. <laughs> Caitlin actually has the biggest dick here. <laughs> Caitlin, dick out. <laughs> I can't me. get it back in. <laughs> it won't go in. What, what this whole thing? <laughs> um, oh, man. I do agree, though. There were not a lot of career opportunities for, like... An African American actress. I think she was doing her Don't best. Go back yes. to this discussion. No, I'm saying like this was a good career decision. Straight from dicks to social commentary. In the saddest though, right? way. Thank God I could say, "Hey, get your dick out" to somebody I met yesterday. Yeah. I'm trying to make a point for how times are improving. Is that in 2004 for an African American actress, this was a good career decision that because is very true. And that's how sad it was. Oh, God. Um, so that's the end of that. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, Before we move on, so or maybe we're going there right now, but like the next morning, like the cops are there and they're trying to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. the two of them are arguing. So we're on day five now, I think. Sure. Or seven. I don't know. Who cares? Um, we're past where Caitlin said. You're off. You're out. They just. They have this perfect opportunity to talk about a cat burglar, and they never get there. Ooh, that's oh, true. Oh, man, I like, hate missed puns. Oh, cat I hate chick. That's they're... right. He says cat broad. Cat broad. <laughs> cat broad. <laughs> but never cat oh, burglar, oh. never cat woman. It's just... It's, I know. Yeah. Cat broad. Like, it was a cat broad. It's fine. It's fine that she they did. don't say cat woman, because, like, that's, that's you know, that's not a phrase in this universe. But cat burglar, they that's do just say an cat English woman. phrase. <laughs> they that's do just say... the thing people say. <laughs> they call her the cat woman later on. Yeah, but not in this scene. In this scene, they call her cat Well, he broad. said in this universe. <laughs> Universe. And well, I was like, no, they No, I mean it it becomes a thing because she is Catwoman. But cat burglar is just a phrase that already exists and they completely ignore it, even though the woman stole a bunch of cat shit. <laughs> the amazing catwoman. The amazing hey, my, cat broad. My name's Cat Broad. They got my name wrong. <laughs> I don't care. Get out there, you moron. <laughs> That's a Spider-Man one joke. <laughs> so, but yeah, they're they're picking up all the. Well, it's the cops. It's Tom Lone because he is in every single cop scene in this movie. He's somehow. the only cop in this city. Yeah, he. Yeah, <laughs> no much. kidding. He has a personal connection to every crime scene in this film. He wasn't kidding when he said he was a lone wolf. And also, inner city school. <laughs> um, That's Travis Elementary. But she wakes up to find the jewelry strewn across her bed and panics, and she gathers it all up. Except for the necklace that she admired so much from the night before, which is made up of a bunch of little diamond-like claw-looking pieces. Hmm, I wonder what she'll do with those. Yeah, you know how when you go to a jewelry store, they have claws made out of diamonds? 
Well, they have a necklace made out of claws made out of diamonds. <laughs> it's a really hideous necklace. It yeah, it is. is ugly. It's much better as why, claws. Why are you admiring this necklace? She did this thing a favor. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it looks like Black Panther's necklace from the movie a little bit. It's good. The necklace Except is good just as condensed to Imagine much. that, but if somebody dropped it in a garbage disposal <laughs> yeah. and it all got tangled up. And then pulled it out with the food still caked to it. And that's what this looks like. <laughs> that's true. Um, and yeah, then that's after that, that's the scene at the uh, jewelry store where they call her cat broad and everything under the sun other than cat burglar. <laughs> or cat woman. <laughs> yeah, or cat or the title of the film. <laughs> and the uh, would-be thieves apparently described their encounter saying that she's a woman that jumps around like a cat and... Yeah, that leads into everything that we've talked about. Cat broad. A mysterious bag is delivered with the word sorry written on it. Where have we seen that? Immediately I put it together in my brain. Like, oh, that's the exact same handwriting as the cup that she gave to you know what's embarrassing? Tom Lone earlier. I didn't. You know what's really embarrassing? In the comic books, Catwoman is dating Batman, who stars in Detective Comics. And in comic, the DC Universe, he is the greatest detective. Mm-hmm. In this movie, she's dating Tom Lone, who has all of the pieces laid out for him, <laughs> Conti- and other pieces continuously added onto that, that she is Catwoman, he's dating her, and he still is like, huh, that's a weird coincidence. Very interesting. And later on, he even says the phrase, all of the evidence points to this being you, but you've got seven-eighths of the evidence in front of you right now. And you it, did it take that last one-eighth of evidence to convince you? I think he's got ten-eighths of it. Well, he's so overworked <laughs> being a detective. Oh, and, like, talking to the whatever kids. Whatever else he Being does. at every crime scene. Yeah. Trying to get with City. Halle Berry. Yeah. He's playing basketball with six other women. Yeah, also... How the hell does he manage to get coffee in the middle of a work day when he's at every crime scene in this city? <laughs> we'll never know. Who cares? She also leaves cupcakes, though. She does. Thank you for that. Totally unnecessary detail of this movie. <laughs> um, you think that's going to come back later? And it will not. Catwoman, nope. she left cupcakes behind? They're full of tuna. <laughs> As Tom Lone <laughs> compulsively eats them with his fingers. And the tuna spells sorry. (laughs) With her handwriting. It says sorry a third time. (laughs) Because the same person wrote the third time. Must be another sorry written somewhere we don't know about. Must be a third different person. (laughs) Sips from his coffee cup. It's also tuna. Oh, and he still has that (laughs) cup of coffee at his desk later. Yeah. And it's like. Three weeks later. He keeps it as a memento. He's kind of stalkery, so maybe. That's true. He did, he did track her down by following her driver's license. Yeah. Yep. Well, Why he was would you returning her, her wallet. Why would you show up at her workplace? You know, you know, you know where she lives, man. In Go my, back to her house later. In my experience, I know that women love Whoa. when you hit on them while they're at work. In my in my personal experience, that's every woman's favorite thing is to be hit on. I mean, if he wants to make job. a move, you don't think that. And he's got her wallet. You don't think he should return it to her apartment? I don't think, I think he, he should, should go to either. I don't think he <laughs> no. should go to either place. Also, she left her wallet at her apartment. Leave it there. It's her home. 
She's it's outside her apartment. I don't know. So kick it so kick it back in the under I the mean, door. Okay. Her window's still broken at this point. Oh that's yeah, go chuck it up. Lee trying to chuck it up and missing. <laughs> he hits the AC unit and it falls and just shatters. I'm just saying, I think that he could go return it to her in person where she lives, where he found it, not track also, her down he at her workplace. Her work address from her wallet. Google. Uh, the little c- computer in his car. Uh, the magic police computer that knows everybody's job. I'm sure she's got like a work ID in there. Oh, uh, that's true. But it's it's funnier if I say it this way, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guys, I won't be back next week. She uh, won't. Oh, no. We're going to get someone else. Uh, Let's, so get here... cat broad. <laughs> Let's get cat broad. Let's get cat broad. Yeah, bitch. It. Um, let's get cat broad and patience. <laughs> Those two people. <laughs> That'd just be Halle Berry running back and forth to the bathroom. No, that would be Halle Berry running very insecurely to the bathroom and running back with her ass reaching opposite sides of the earth. Yeah. Yep. I want to interject. The way Catwoman walks in this movie is unhealthy. She walks like her spinal column is a bungee cord. Just she walks how they would draw her in the comics walking. She walks like Rob Liefeld would draw her in yes. the comics walking. It's elbows all the way back, <laughs> palms forward. <laughs> um, ass but out. Any, yeah. Every which way. Yeah, her ass Her ass looks like it's uh, one of those punching bags suspended between two springs where it's just like going all the way this way and then all the way back the other way. <laughs> no matter what angle you're looking at, I know, you're it's staring like, at her ass. Yeah, yeah, and that's the point. That's the point is so that you're looking at her ass, which is fine, I guess, whatever, French director. <laughs> but, man, it's like this, it doesn't look natural. It doesn't even look feline. It just mm-hmm. looks bad and painful. It does. One of the positive things I can say about this movie is that Halle Berry really did commit to the physicality of this role. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, even though she's doing all this, like, really weird shit and behaving like a cat and rubbing cat balls on her face. Like, <laughs> As we all do. You know. It's just, like, I mean, she's just, like, um, she's going for it. <laughs> she is. She is. She is giving it 100%. Yeah, which is, that the makes The script it just worse. happens to be the yeah, worst thing. She gave thing. 100% to 15% of a movie. The yeah. script, almost certainly written by just men. Uh, that's not true. Um, actually, the story is actually credited to, um, what? From, from what I understand, it a really good playwright. Um, a, and so I don't know, I don't think she, because, okay. You are kidding I am no, I'm not. Because um, I was talking about this movie um, with my boyfriend, who's an actor, and he was like, "Oh, this name! I really recognize this name. It's like Christina Rebeck, I think, something like that." And uh, yeah, she's written a bunch of plays, things that have been on Broadway, and she's credited with the story. There are also like five other writers. Okay. Why? I was gonna say because all I looked at on Wikipedia was the screenplay, and it's three guys and John, story. Michael, and John. Story by Teresa, John, and Michael. <laughs> Screenplay by John, Michael, and John. Oh also, why is the only person who did any actual research on this movie the person who's not normally here for this podcast? Uh, 
She's really dedicated. Um, She's like Halle Berry and Catwoman, giving 110%. She gave 110% to 15% of a podcast. Yep. <laughs> if we want to be real, that's kind of how women get noticed in societies. They have to work far more harder than men to be able to get the same amount of recognition. That's what true. are you trying mm-hmm. to say? I'm. Did somebody just say something? <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain to you how this works in very demeaning terms. All right. <laughs> um, Seriously, but... though, no. I We're... won't do that. Where are we at in this dumb movie? Um, I don't know. We oh, we followed the ass and got lost. She returned the jewels <laughs> with a box of cupcakes, and here we get she she's starting to realize there's something off. She's yeah. behaving one way at night and a different way during the day, and so here we get a badass computer search scene. <laughs> uh, well, two thousand four badass. Oh, n- not badass. That was totally sarcastic. Patience is searching for answers and finds the same cat in Egyptian Mao in a bunch of photos. Or as I like to call it, the opening credits again. Yes. I want to point out, she search, she searches cat, period, women. Yes. And then it's like cats in history or something. Like, but cat it's... history. Devil cults and demons. Ancient Egypt. And then it's the opening sequence. What is the second like search bar term that she types Just in? Just cat history, I think. No, it, it, it's, <laughs> the it's, history of cats. It's longer than that. It's something. It, cat history is the smart version of what she types in. It's, it's all these unnecessary words. Cat. Cats alive in old days? Question but, mark. But yeah, who adds a period into their <laughs> search bar? <laughs> It's so dumb. It's like she's ending a sentence, but that sentence is just cats. It's like, I don't know how to say catwoman yet. Cat.women. That's cat it. Dot, I'm cat.woman. Cat.women. I'm cat.broad. <laughs> um, and so she realizes that this cat looks like, it, it looks exactly like Ophelia's cat, Midnight. So Patience heads back to, back to Ophelia's house. And uh, Ophelia tells her the entire history of cat women, <laughs> which this is where I'm like, man, y'all could have just gone with the comic book version of this origin. Instead, we're going through like like it's the witch blade or something throughout history. All the, the women, Highlander. That you know, when we started this podcast last year, I was really hoping that at some point I'd get to hear the phrase and Ophelia runs her through the entire history of cat women. <laughs> There you go. <coughs> cat dot women. Cat dot women. You are a cat dot woman. Cat dot woman dot. And Ophelia pushes her off of the balcony in her living room slash library. This is, is, what if you're wrong, Ophelia? <laughs> oh. This oh, is my sky pole. Well, then she calls all the cats to come eat the body, I think. <laughs> to come breathe on her. Breathe on her, quick! Quick! Bring her back! Midnight, go! This is my sky poem when she's teaching her the history of the cat women, and they've got a picture of Michelle oh, Pfeiffer from Oh, yeah, she tosses Batman a bunch Returns. of photos down to show her the history, the vast history of cat women. And it's it's my the sky poem. The history of cat women. <laughs> I like to think there are just a there are sloth women out there. There are just <laughs> gator all women. Kinds. What a stupid, stupid independent. I'm platypus dot woman. <laughs> History of platypi dot women. <laughs> Question mark period. But um, it, it was my sky poem because 
it remind it pulled me out of the movie because it reminded me that this movie started off as a spinoff of Batman Returns starring Michelle Pfeiffer. That's right. It was. I, I would have watched the shit out of that. And then it took twenty years or yeah. something. And at one they, point it was going to be Ashley said, no, Judd. Never mind. Then it was Nicole Kidman. Then they landed on Halle Berry, and then they made her magic. How- how I would have been weird. fine with Nicole Kidman, I think. I would have been fine with it, but she's well, she still was not in, Michelle Pfeiffer. She was in Batman Forever. How confusing would that have been? Oh, I guess if so. they had her as so. the love interest in that. And then Selena Kyle, I would, I'm assuming. Kiss from hope. a rose, breath from a cat. It's just <laughs> That's practically the same thing, according <laughs> to this movie. History of kiss from a rose dot women. She just has like a Rorschach ink blot of a cat breathing. <laughs> Oh, that's Seal. <laughs> what movie are we... What? That's from Batman Forever, the, the ink blot thing. And he says, you have an obsession with bats? Wait, no, it's Val Kilmer playing him. He says, oh, so you have an obsession with bats? And she says, well, actually, that's a Rorschach test. Apparently you do, Mr. Wayne or some shit. <laughs> that movie's dumb. That movie is dumb, but that movie can afford to be dumb. That movie's great when you're intoxicated. I watched a video the other day on YouTube, and some guy was talking about, and now I, he said, and I know a lot of people, Val Kilmer's their favorite Batman, and I was like, who the hell says that? <laughs> Anybody on Earth? Nope. I don't think Val Kilmer's anyone's favorite, unfortunately for him. Everyone knows yeah. George Clooney's the best. He is really good on. He's fun on Reddit though, because he gets on there and comments. Oh yeah, all oh the yeah. Time. He'll just comment on random shit. Like you'll just read like a nice response to a movie that just came out in theaters, and you'll look at the username, and it's Val Kilmer. Yeah, it's awesome. He is surprisingly on there a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's just showing up randomly in our fitness or Snoop Dogg in our trees. It's, our trees it's, uh, that's, it's, that's a weed subreddit yeah. yes it is <laughs> no i know get out of our trees <laughs> save the trees snoop dog legalize the trees the trizzle the trizzle the tree dizzles the four rizzles forests <laughs> oh is that a joke <laughs> that no okay thank it God. wasn't all right good um, all right cool so patience sitting on a rooftop with midnight hold she she's holding a mask that Ophelia gave her and she swears to find out who killed her and why cut to the most impractical superhero costume of all time yes. she's got open toed high heels that are like how hard how high are these heels Did you at least you're a woman how high are these heels <laughs> like three and a half inches probably Ugh. would it be hard to, I've never I've worn heels one time for a uh, pageant. <laughs> For charity. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a problem. I'm sick. While choking myself. There's nothing wrong with a man wearing heels. Yeah. While choking himself? Oh, I, I did not hear that part. I want to make it clear. I was never choking myself and wearing heels. But would it be hard to wear these heels and kick ass? Not necessarily. Um, it depends um, on the woman, honestly. Um, would it be hard to wear these heels and kick ass like a cat? I don't know. You should know this, Caitlin. I should. Could you be nimble in these heels? Tell us. Uh, I mean, I feel like it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, Well, then what good are you if you're not just going to agree with me? Oh, I I don't. I make a point never to agree with people. Um, Maybe that's just my personality. I, I wouldn't agree with us. She also has extremely 
shredded leather pants on. Yeah, they. You saw them originally in the movie, and they were just leather pants. But I think the implication is that she scratched them. She got, I want to see that scene of her at home, her scratching just her scratching pants up open. her pants. <laughs> she actually, Meow. she was getting stressed because she was going into heat, but she had nothing to scratch on, so she just fucked up her pants. She spilled her tuna on it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's what she was. She tried to scoop the tuna off of it and she scratched them up. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll just do the other side. And then uh, she has a like heavy uh, body armor up top protecting her abdomen in case like sh- she gets shot at or anything. Oh, wait. Wait, no, oh, she's wearing that... a bralette. Like, oh, that's right. Not even a full bra. Just a, a, an extremely push up bra. But also belts around her boobs? I thought those might be bandoliers. But she doesn't <laughs> yeah. have a gun? I mean, for... they're to hold extra claws. The only thing that her outfit, I think, could possibly work in is Frank Miller's Sin City. Like, she yes. could be yes, one of the absolutely. Yes. It would feel right at home there. Exactly. Yeah. Any book written by Frank Miller, honestly. Yeah. That bra has no place in Frank Miller's Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> Depends which chapter you're in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Spoilers. Man, if only Bruce Willis had dressed like that for the movie. Yeah. Then we could be at peace. <laughs> or Powers Booth. Finally or Mickey Rourke in Sin City 2. You finally get your fan service of Powers Booth. <laughs> there was no Sin City 2. Was there not? There was no. a name to kill for. There was Sin yes, there City. Was. Oh, he's doing the thing. He's doing the thing. I'm doing a thing. <laughs> I'm saying nobody saw that movie. Except I for saw that movie. Caitlin saw it. <laughs> I didn't see it. I just knew Mickey Rourke was in it. Mickey Rourke's in that, right? I'm not imagining yeah. that. I think he is on he a little is. bit. He's in because I know he's in the comic. I know he um, came back for it. I didn't. I've never seen it. But, but yeah, his part isn't. Is it's not. He's just kind of like, oh hey, Dwight needs some help. I'll go, you know, fuck some people up. That's what I do. I said fuck again. You said it three times. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. I said it like forty-five seconds ago. I'm okay. the We're only true. one. This is just. This is an F-word podcast. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Ren well, told me yesterday it wasn't. It's, it's so not okay. Really no, no, no. The podcast is not an F-word podcast. This is an <laughs> F-word episode. Okay. Our first one was. We're fine. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't know rules. if you remember the phrase Christian said in the first episode, but if you didn't, go back and listen to that one and listen to that phrase that he we said. We cut it out. We we edited it. Oh, it that's right. Okay, well, I can't tell you. I'll tell you when we're done recording. It was lewd. Because <laughs> I will not lewd. say it into my mic. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, she has a really practical costume on to go fight yeah. crime in. Yeah. Real safe. CGI Catwoman jumps through alleys and rooftops to get to the factory where she was killed. Um, I think that's where she goes because Laurel is just pulling away in a car, but her creepy security guard guy is there. So she follows him and he walks inside through some tunnels and he ends up at a nightclub. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is there a nightclub inside? <laughs> Are we at the same place? Cause it's by the shore. No, that's, that's the bar in the apartment across the street from her house again. No, it's not. <laughs> no, but it's funnier if it is. Oh, um, it's. I don't know. I thought that she just went back to the factory because there's it's clearly the same type of building structure. Yeah. Y'all uh, thought you were done with your seizures in this movie also. Oh, my God. Oh, man. This nightclub scene, it's, it's worse it's... because there are strobe lights going on while the camera is cutting exactly how you now expect it to cut. Oh, it's yeah, it's bad. It, I think someone would have a seizure if they saw this in theaters. Oh, absolutely. They were epileptic. Absolutely. Good thing my grandma never saw this movie. She's epileptic. Why would you say that? (laughs) Why would you say that on a comedy podcast? 
It's not too late to show her. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love my grandma. She's racist, but I love her. We'll vote. We'll take a vote. <laughs> We're not Whether voting on my grandma. <laughs> Do we show her the nightclub scene from Catwoman? <laughs> <laughs> watch it grandma either. watch it after the release of this episode we'll put a twitter poll up do we give her a seizure we'll pin or her not. eyes open like malcolm mcdowell in a clockwork orange <laughs> the doctor will be like no she didn't die from a seizure she exploded her own heart because she was watching catwoman <laughs> oh, she does have a weak heart sense. uh so he walks inside through some tunnel yeah he goes to the nightclub she approaches the bar and orders a white russian no ice Hold the vodka. Hold the Kahlua. Give cream. Me a break. Just cream. Hold this stupid scene. <laughs> he says cream straight up. Like, it's just a thing. He just... Oh, yeah. <coughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, give her heavy cream. And she drinks it down. And also, aren't you not supposed to give cats cream? Isn't that a thing now? Yeah, it's not actually... like Because cats aren't meant to digest you know, cow's milk for some reason. It's like they don't know how to milk cows or something. So it's not in... you know, it's but not can, in They lack digestion. the strength in the opposable thumbs. <laughs> but can cat.women process I mean, cow's milk? I don't know. She never pays for it is what really irks me. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Did you make a meet the Look at what reference she's... there? They lack the strength in the opposable thumb. Oh, yes, I did. Sorry, I forgot that I... <laughs> Into a little saucer and fed it to a... Geppetto. That's what we named him, Geppetto. Geppetto. Don't ever make that milking noise again. That was horrifying. <laughs> Jacob is king of making disgusting noises on this podcast. I should be a, I should be a Foley artist. I really should, <laughs> but just for movies about slime. You should be... A, no, a fluffer for the movies. That's not the same. <laughs> Don't Google that. It's a Makes different the same job. noise. In fact, don't Google that. It's the same noise. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yes, it does. I guess. Uh, Yuck. Oh, that's another job for Jacob's grandma. Or yeah, Christian's what the grandma. Hell? Christian's grandma. What the hell? <laughs> no. She's old and sweet, and she, she's never done any. She's a virgin. Doesn't it's like her heart exploded from down. fluffing. Oh, I'm she gonna kill you. Her own heart. <laughs> I will kill you. So, yeah, she drinks the she drinks the cream and <laughs> licks away her milk mustache. <laughs> I didn't realize how awkward that sentence was gonna be until I started reading it. <laughs> Until, uh, until your last joke was about fluffers. <laughs> which, again, to this movie's credit, her like facial expressions and stuff, she is doing this to reiterate Caitlin's point. She is like... She's invested. She's, she's committing. That's yeah. true, but her investment in this character, the only thing it brings to this movie is that after I'm done with it, I can say the phrase, well, she sure did act like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> That was some good catting. It's all in the title. It wasn't even that good. She didn't say meow. I didn't hear one meow one time. Um, she, uh, everybody on this dance floor looks either extremely 2004 or like they're from another era entirely. There's a guy with like a huge fro and his shirt unbuttoned pretty far. And then uh, there's like a biker looking guy who's just there. I think he's a, a carryover from the earlier bar scene. <laughs> he just got, he's an extra that got lost on his way to set. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I know I'm in a bar scene. This isn't a neo-Nazi rally. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cat rally. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, friend burped. Yeah. Disgusting. But I did not pretend to milk anything into the microphone like you just did. I did it twice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, y'all. Um... <laughs> She dances and the oh, this is the seizure inducing part. It's it's gross. Um and and this is where she pulls her whip out of her ass, I guess, because <laughs> she did not have it like when she first shows up in her uh costume, the camera does a full like rotating pan up her entire body, no whip in sight. And then suddenly the lights start flashing at this dance club and she pulls it out. Maybe it's representative of a tail, and it was actually it actually was in her ass, and she just had to. Did maybe she stole it from somebody? Maybe it was just in the club. I kept rewinding it to see if there was anybody dancing with one or something. Nope, I don't know where she gets it from. But the hell dances with a whip? Well, they're at a club, and there are girls dancing in like little enclosures. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't even notice that. I was too busy. Oh, I watched it multiple times. And my brain felt good afterwards. <laughs> this is good. I like this is food for my brain. What were you saying, Jacob? I said that at Caitlin to show <laughs> that I had severe brain damage. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, wait, let's get through wait, this. Wait. Anyway, she uses the whip to part the crowd and swing over to the security guy she's been tailing. Uh, no pun intended, I guess. <laughs> She's been cat dot tailing. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, she's beating his ass in the alley. And then she actually grabs his tongue at one point and says, cat got your tongue. <sighs> While like, she's questioning him. There's like a whole dance scene you just skipped over. Oh, she does like break dance sort of a little or something. <laughs> she like, I mean, I don't know. I'm. What? I've said that they stole a little bit more from Sin City because she looks ex- almost exactly like Nancy, I think, in Sin City when she does like the whip dance for everybody. Oh, that's true. She's just wearing a top. I forgot Nancy had a whip in that. Mm-hmm. And it's completely unnecessary. She's it just really in the club. Is. Everybody's having seizures. And she's like, oh, I'm going to dance why. now. I was having a seizure when it was happening. So I just, <laughs> okay. I oh, yeah. That's it. the part you told me about where I started shaking and my nose was bleeding. Yeah, it's yeah. Did you did yeah. you, you also not get remember my... that part? Because I didn't either. I don't remember. How weird. Did we have a collective stroke? <laughs> I think we actually had a seizure. You, like your eyes were rolling around and you leaned towards me and you said, get my backpack, get my backpack. <laughs> and then Jacob was saying, call my mom, call my mom. It, yeah, y'all were, I don't know. And yeah, I had my already mom was watched never it called. And my brain had become numb to it. That's how seizures work. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> he spills the beans on killing patients, and that's what this movie should have been called: "Killing Patients," <laughs> because it killed my patients for two hours. <laughs> well, and patients dies. Well, it's the same joke, just repackaged. Good job. I was explaining to <laughs> cat dot women. Did you explain my own joke to me? <laughs> no. You said I, your patients I, I, died. I know it was. I was. It was a double. It was a double. Double. You what? just didn't. Were you gonna call it a double entendre? Because that's not right, you asshole. Now it was stupid. So anyway, 
And he says that um, man, Hader tried to cover up the the problem with Boleen, Buleen, Buleen, and Buleen. She just makes the assumption that it's George he's talking about when really he's spoiler talking about Laurel being the one behind all this shit. I think it's a watch. big spoiler because we hear a woman's voice talking to the scientist. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing. They treat it like it's it's a mystery for Catwoman, but it's not at all for the audience. The whole time we know Laurel is doing this stuff. She's the one meeting with the scientist whenever patience is like chased down and then they call her on the phone and she tells them to like get rid of her or whatever. We we all know it's her. So why the hell would they do it this I way? I know they treat it like a big reveal later it's on. Not. Yeah, no, it's not at all. It's Black Widow all over again. Oh, she plays a bigger part in this movie than we thought. What? Huh. Oh, Scarlett Johansson? Hmm. <laughs> um so I am trying to figure out where the heck we're at. Okay, here we go. Um, he tells her they were trying to cover up the problem with Boleen and Buleen. Damn, I cannot say that right. But now she's at at the factory, and I honestly don't know if the club is connected to the factory or not. Like it just shows her the next. It cuts to her sneaking into. The factory. I like to think there's a tunnel system between the club and the factory. <laughs> it's like Friday the 13th, the remake, where she's just like sneaking <laughs> in these tunnels, going all over the city. Um, and inside, she finds the scientist from earlier in the movie that barely played a role at all, and he's dead. He was the one trying to warn him about uh, Buleen being poisonous or whatever. And as she stands over his body, a janitor wanders by and thinks she killed him. So he sets off an alarm and she runs away. Yes. And the next day, she visits Sally in the hospital, who's surprised by Patience's new hair and clothes, etc. Sally gets a chocolate bar because she's <laughs> the best friend and that's what girls do, right? I oh, guess. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, totally. <laughs> hey, girlfriend, here's your chocolate bar. <laughs> this is such a movie. <laughs> Are you still clumsy? Nope, I've found confidence. Are you still abrasive and obsessed with my sex life? Yeah. You know it. Good. There... I'll save it for the end. Okay. <clears throat> On the hospital room TV, there's a police report about Catwoman murdering the scientist and an announcement from George that it won't hold up the release of Buleen. Uh, Sally goes to put on some buleen when Patience whips her head to f- around to face her like a cat. <laughs> she does it awkward, like it's very weird. It's like Meow. not to beat the Friday the Thirteenth horse to death, but it's like Jason Voorhees looking over at one of his victims, <laughs> but it's Halle Berry. <laughs> but with, it's Halle Berry not her wearing mom a hockey haircut, mask, <laughs> looking at Alex Borstein, <laughs> and uh, she takes the cream and. <laughs> <laughs> as we all do as we all do <laughs> and she tells her to stop taking it stop using it because it's making her sick stop taking it <laughs> oh my god so then she throws the buleen into the biohazard oh yeah because that's what it is <laughs> I know that was just to drive that point like she could have thrown it in the trash it probably would have been fine but she's like, no, this is bad. I got to get rid of this crap. I don't even want this beauty cream. 
That's a uh, To Catch a Predator's reference. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Um, at a police station, Detective Lone recognizes a resemblance in the handwriting on the bag uh, that the jewels were returned in and the coffee cup that patients brought him. Both. Finally recognizes it. Yeah. So he has a... Oh, oh, here we go. So he has a handwriting expert look at it. This is my sky poem of the movie. This <laughs> I told guy, you, this isn't real science. This Parts guy, of it might be. This is the best example we've had of bullshit science throughout our entire podcast history. Oh, and yeah. we've talked about a lot of bullshit science used in these movies. Looking at you, Incredible Hulk. Also by a French director. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Anyway, the guy says, this first one, the broad spacing of the letters, indicative of loneliness, (laughs) and the the O reaching out, insecure, (laughs) handwriting of a people pleaser. He says, now we look at the loop of the Y, very self-confident, almost angry, and the O, well, this person doesn't like to play by the rules. And I talked about this, and he said that was real science. Handwriting analysis is real, but this not isn't. like this. It's a real. It's a real type. Not of crimi- like it's this. A, it's a, <laughs> not this it's, way though. It's a real type of criminology. It really is. However, this you is. cannot tell somebody is reaching out because the tail on their O is reaching. That's out. what I tried to tell you, and you just kept telling me it was a real science. This person doesn't like to play by the rules. No shit. This <laughs> criminal. <laughs> It's so stupid. I hate it's, this I love movie. This person doesn't like to play by the rules. <laughs> She's sassy. This guy, you know what? Uh, props to this guy, though, for also giving total conviction to these lines, even though they're dumb as hell. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Tom Lone is just a piece of cardboard in this scene again. Um, at some local fair or carnival, Tom and patients are on a date, literally pitching their woo because they are throwing baseballs at those stupid things. The bottle things, whatever they're Whatever. Called. Who, who cares? Anyway, the scene doesn't matter. Bad, bad joke about pitching their woo. Uh, then they, they get on the Ferris wheel, and this is another incredible scene. <laughs> incredible is in air quotes, I assume. Incre- incredibly stupid and that's what i meant to say oh okay um yeah i've got in my notes the following ferris wheel scene is damn stupid <laughs> and it is the ferris wheel starts short circuiting and it's like shaking around falling off of its axis i guess yeah it's and then axle gears are smoking well and then I guess it shakes loose this one kid's cart that he's in. Because that's how gears are. And this whole thing is just a piece of shit. So the <laughs> safety bar. A single point of failure should not exist for something people climb into and go tens of feet in the air. And this has multiple points of failure. Because it's like you know, the screws shaking loose and the looks on this kid's face are hilarious. <laughs> he is not convincing, but he is committed as well. <laughs> It's so funny though, and then his seat like starts coming undone too. And it's just a a cluster of bad things happening. Oh my god! It, there's a word for that. There is a word for that, Caitlin. What is it? Cluster funk. There Ooh. we go. 
it, the word I was looking for was cluster dot funk. <laughs> History of clusters dot funks? Question mark. You're a cluster woman. <laughs> cluster broad. Cluster broad. <laughs> cluster broad. What does that person look like? I wonder. Just tumors. Just, it's not a tumor. No, it's a lot of them. Um. Anyway, she saves the kid from dying, and uh, well, but Tom Lone is the one who's supposed to save him. Like he like climbs down off the Ferris wheel first because he still doesn't know that she's Catwoman. Yeah, that's right. So he's going down to try to fix the thing so everybody can get off it, and she climbs down and saves the kid, and the end. And he sees that somehow, like, yeah, amazingly, she got there almost with like cat-like agility, got there what? to save the kid in time. But Some, sometimes I forget. What does it all mean, Tom? S- sometimes I can't forget that podcasters can see my, cannot see my facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Wide eyes, huh? <laughs> Thank you. That was my translation. <laughs> um, so that night she sneaks into Hader uh, Mansion, and once inside, promptly gets struck across the face by Laurel with a golf club. Um, Catwoman suspects George Hader had her murdered and Laurel says she wouldn't put it past him. She tells Catwoman where to find him and gives her a phone to contact her. And Catwoman just shoves it in the front of her pants and heads out because she's got no pockets to carry this thing. Thanks. Let me just drop this in the... It, and that bra is already doing in. way too much work. Yeah. The way these that, designers... That bra is full and then full some more. It is. It's the most awkward shot, though, of her sticking it in her pants, and then she starts trying to Catwoman walk away, but she's walking, like, almost directly at the camera, just to the side of it, and it's like Sharon Stone just watching Halle Berry walk like an idiot with a phone in her pants. Cinema. Art. Film. Oh, and it's a big brick of a Nokia phone, too. It's not... It's one of those no indestructible phones, yeah. <laughs> um, so, George is on a balcony seat watching a Cirque du Soleil performance with the new face of Buleen, because this is 2004, so Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> and uh, they were real big in 2004. Everybody was watching that stuff or talking about them. I guess you guys, Christian, you were in diapers still. No. <laughs> I was seven. Oh, man. Yep. 2004 just does not seem that long ago to me. I know I was in high school then, but... <laughs> you were in high school in 2004? My God, that makes me feel Yeah, I graduated young. in 2006. I was a sophomore going to be a, a, in and a junior in 2004. I graduated God. in 2012. I graduated in 2015. <laughs> well, uh, I know that Caitlin is... <laughs> Here. An age. <laughs> She's an age. What's your so. wait? Hey, what's your age? Hey, that's a question people don't ask women, so I don't have to answer. It's 2018. We can ask whatever we want. We met, it's not sexist. Met, how much do you weigh? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, I'm Steel? older than you both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Christian. <laughs> Did you say you're old? Oh, but not older than me. But no, not you. Okay. Oh, so she's in the middle. 
Okay, that's fine. Stuck I can deal with that. Because if I was too old, you'd kick me out like you're already going to. That's true. <laughs> we don't. We need a new face for this <laughs> podcast. Fresh faced. You're Sharon Stone. The new girl will be mm. random. Sally. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Borstein. Um, a security guard sees Catwoman sneak in and has he has someone call the cops. George's date is bored, and so is he. And she says she's bored, and like she says, I think I want to go or something. And he tells her not to think. Don't yeah. think ever. Considered a condition of our relationship. Oh my god! Uh, what? It's disgusting. Uh, yeah. The patriarchy's hitting pretty hard. Um, which is weird because this movie, the visuals in this movie, and the plot of this movie rule entirely around that mindset. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's like the the movie, like I said, the movie's supposed to, like, it's framed almost as an empowering movie, but instead it totally is self-defeating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great job, Teresa Rebecca. This is your fault, I'm sure. <laughs> no, sorry, Teresa, that you had to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, the girl's bored. He's clearly bored because he's yawning. She wants to go. And he's just telling her to shut up because he's a dick. Like, dude, what's the problem? Get up and go. Leave. You're out all night with this young girl so you can be bored next to her. <laughs> it just, it doesn't make any sense for his character. Well, other he was than fine with leaving until it was a woman's idea. I guess he just likes being controlling. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so she gets up to leave. I, I think she's just walking out on him like she's done with him. Does that mean she's done with her like being the face of the company, or is she just going home for the night? I think I just think she's going home. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because it's a condition of the relationship. Is the relationship over? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's about to die. He is about to die. Uh, so she gets up and leaves, and Catwoman shows up in her place, and she scratches the hell out of his cheek, <laughs> and then she. <laughs> Tells him uh, she knows he had patients killed to cover up Buleen's uh, poisonous effects, uh, but he denies any knowledge of it. And just then the cops storm the place and she leaps onto the stage like she's John Wilkes Booth and flees. And somewhere in the audience, a young Bruce Wayne asks his parents if they can go. <laughs> Catman. Catman. Cat dot broad. Wait, what's that's broad for a man. There aren't as many disparaging terms for men. We just have <laughs> That's dick. True. Sorry, y'all. Or bastard. Cat bast. Cat, Cat bastard. Cat bastard. <laughs> bastard. That works. Um. Oh, and then yeah, the cops storm the place, and who happens to be there with all the cops because he's there at every cop scene? Tom Lone. Tom. Yeah. Well. Oh, I was gonna say Sally. But yes, it is Tom Lone. And she, I don't understand this move that she does to get away. She runs and jumps on the stage and then she just scurries up the wall, but it's not like clawing into it to scurry. She's just running up this wall with her hands and feet in a way that's, I mean, the CGI and everything she does is impossible already. You know so how, you it know doesn't how matter. Cats climb up walls like spiders. Yes. If only yes, she was I a do. spider broad. Spider broad, <laughs> radioactive spider broad. <laughs> um, and then so he goes up to the rafters behind the stage. She loves rafters, by the way. <laughs> and 
and uh, they're up above and man the puns start flying in this scene because it's just cat comment after cat comment and she like there's even a sparking wire and she says i thought there was a spark between us or something talking to tom lone right yes yeah yeah she's fighting tom lone on like these catwalks oh. in this scene <laughs> and then my nose started bleeding again just out of nowhere um he handcuffs her at one point but she just slips right out of it she's licking his face um which she's, you. Well, she's, she kisses him which is a really huge plot point for stupid reasons is it really she kisses oh him? yeah yeah she kisses him because right. he brings it up later that he brings it up later yeah well well and then they compare the lipstick print on that with something else and that's how they know how to arrest her what the hell but he goes and has sex with patients in between so did yeah he, just he hasn't keep... figured it out yet did he just keep the cow oh my god <laughs> I, I didn't make that connection that that is what that lipstick was from. He had sex with his girlfriend, who he doesn't know is the woman that kissed him, while having lipstick on his cheek the whole time. God. Wow. Well, they ha- they go and have tuna. Like, they have sushi first. Oh, that's, that's oh, right. That's true. Oh, well, man. Eats this sushi. They're, they're up in the rafters still. We're still... We're still behind Cirque du Soleil, guys. I think we're trying to move past this. We are. But she is, at one point, she's cornered by a bunch of cops with guns drawn. And she shuts off the power by, like, shocking the power box with this Mm -hmm. stray wire, which causes an explosion behind her. So you've got an African-American suspect with a bunch of white cops with guns pointed at her. And she sets off an explosion. And not one of them takes a shot at her. Yeah, I'm not saying this is right, but in today's society... I'm calling bullshit yeah. on this. In today's society, they're probably going to at least fire their weapon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or try to beat her to death. <laughs> God! Sorry. This is our comedy podcast, you said? <laughs> Let's get political! Oh, boy. Um, so the next day at Hadare headquarters, George is learning the Buleen is actually poisonous. Like he's confirming what Catwoman told him and Laurel taunts him and she kicks him in the chest while like straddling his desk and he tries to slap her across the face, but her skin is rock hard now from using too much of this beauty cream. <laughs> so it just hurts his hand. I will say this is a scene where he goes to slap her. And like, there's a it's, sound like he slaps her. It's a weird skip in the editing. He does actually like. Does he make? Because I never yeah, saw. Yeah, there's his contact, contact, but they have her head just kind of go like that. So it's just a weird edit. It's oh, not that horrible. he doesn't even hit her, but yeah, it looks weird. And yeah, Laurel's got rock hard skin, and she is possibly a secret villain at this point. We don't know, guys. There's no way of knowing. Who was that female voice at the lab? Um, later, Sally helps patients prepare for another date with Tom, and Laurel cakes her neck, and she puts she's putting that uh, <laughs> buleen all over her neck. It's like frosting on a cake all <laughs> over her neck, like she's going to shave or something. She doesn't want to get shot in the neck. I guess not. She's real worried about that neck. And uh, then she picks up, what is it? She's got a cocktail or something, and she's just smearing cream all over this thing, and it's <laughs> it's it's messy. It's making me uncomfortable because I that's a big pet peeve of mine. 
are like water spots or smears on glasses. I it's, think it's pronounced schmear. Ugh, it is not. That grosses me out every time I see it. And to watch her do it throughout an entire scene is disgusting. That was Jacob's sky palm. He just couldn't handle that moment. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, later, Sally, yeah, she helps patients prepare for a date with Tom. Laurel kicks her neck in uh, Buleen. Detective Lone takes patients. This is the sushi restaurant. And she eats a bunch of fish. She in the drinks the sushi. Disgusting way imaginable. Uh, she slurps it up like it's spaghetti. Yeah, like cats eat stuff. They don't eat like that. Mm-mm. They don't eat with. Do they eat like that? It depends. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I mean, cats eat like that. Like sometimes people eat like that, and pe- those people are nasty. Man. But like, I don't. When I think of cats, I don't think eating noises. But she is, she is gulping this sushi and she's just picking the fish off the top of the rice and shoving it into her mouth and it's it's rude for one because yeah. he's ordered this for both of them and she's just stealing the best part off of each of these but sushi it's, rolls it's also stomach churning apparently they used fruit for this scene it's mm-hmm. fruit carved to look like fish and she's just eating fruit Ugh, well the sound effects did not make that clear, as it sounds like floppy fish. Well, no, it in the movie, in the context of the movie, yeah, it yeah. is fish. Yeah. Uh, Foley artist, great job once again. But my God. The worst part of the scene, though, is right after that, when he's watching her and he goes, <laughs> he goes, you like fish. That's good. And I don't know what the <laughs> context of that line is supposed to be. I like my girls who like their fish. <laughs> you gotta like fish if you want to get with this. Mm, good fish. <laughs> mm. Sea R- creatures. Mm, good sign. Check. He's just a big <laughs> pescatarian. Woman who eats fish with fingers. <laughs> Check. Uh, so you wouldn't mind if I ate, oh, say, seven cans of tuna in my bed? <laughs> no, no, not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> Dreamweaver. That's why he sleeps with her, because he's like, oh, man, this bed smells like tuna. Mm. Yeah, Shit, girl. I they, like fish, too. Mm. Yeah, they fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. They We're do. all just popping off with it now. There's a, there's a rated G sex scene in this movie. It's it, not. It really there's is. no sex in this sex scene. It's, there's... She's barely. She barely makes t- contact with their bed before it cuts to the next morning. Cuts to him with scratches on his back in one corner of his back. Come on. So does he have sex with patients or does he have sex with Catwoman? Because she does scratch his back. But um... well, she's kind of Catwomaning out at the restaurant, so I like to think it was with Catwoman. Mm. I think she becomes Catwoman when the sun goes down. Is it like Ghost Rider? Catwoman at night. Every Catwoman thing she does is at night. Well, look under my tail. Yeah, I guess that's true. No, she's on the phone with her friend, and she's like Catwomaning across her apartment. Yeah, but like person, her personality changes at night. It is more prevalent. Yeah, I guess because she does have the let's try the remix. I wonder Line. if Catwoman has like little patience moments when she's like when the sun's starting to come up, like she suddenly is tripping while she's trying to walk in those hills. What the hell is going on? I just jumped rooftop to rooftop. She looks like the guy from Green Mile. She breathes out all the cat breath in the morning <laughs> into the air. Oh, 
That's why Midnight keeps sneaking back by. He's got to re breather, re breather. Um, so yeah, he finds one of her claws made from the necklace that she stole, uh, and he knows about the necklace because he was at the crime scene. And so he leaves her apartment with a glass to have the lipstick print tested against the lipstick mark left on his cheek. Oh my god. <laughs> What an <laughs> asshole. So he went to the sushi restaurant with her the whole time. Has this lipstick on his cheek and plain. This is the dumbest thing ever. How did I not notice this when I watched the movie? It must be all that editing that gave me a seizure. Um, so Catwoman gets a video call on her Nokia brick from Laurel. <laughs> I know. Bullshit. And it's perfect, like, crystal clear video. I can't even do that now, y'all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She turns, oh, hello. <laughs> um, and she goes, she thinks that Laurel's in trouble, so she goes to help her. Meanwhile, uh, Tom is getting a possible match, 99.9% in big flashing letters on the computer screen. I know. I love how uh, the, the 90s and 2000s do computers, where computers don't just tell you things in text they tell you things in giant flashing graphics <laughs> everyone's gonna know yeah it's well like, it's, like, it's uh... like it's like where you're searching for a missing person and so somebody types it into finder spider or whatever bullshit knockoff of google they have in their show yeah and it says no results found in giant ass letters <laughs> it's like uh that scene in oh, the wait, first missing four. dot person <laughs> missing dot women. <laughs> it's like in the first thor when colson looks up Thor's fake credentials and it falsified. Just says, yeah. <laughs> or Iron Man 2, blood toxicity. <laughs> also on his Nokia brick in his pocket in that movie. <laughs> or uh, um, Batman from the 60s where everything's labeled. That's true. Yeah. Table. That started it all. Bat Caitlin. Bat Caitlin. Bat Caitlin. Bat Caitlin. No, 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 Bat Caitlin. That's cat Caitlin to you, sir. <laughs> Cat dot Caitlin's <laughs> on Red Pod. <laughs> Cat dot Caitlin's on Red Pod <laughs> on Podly Motion. Podly Motion, that's right. <laughs> we'll discuss this joke after the podcast. <laughs> I think you listened to that episode, didn't you? Uh, which one? I don't know. She said that you said that you you. Uh, we made a porn reference or something. Man, we make a lot of porn. References. I know, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I don't know what episode that was." No, I heard Podhub. But oh, Podhub, that, that one's was mine. The, it was the Incredible Hulk. Ex Podios. Yep. Ex Podios. Yes. These are all things. Pod hamster. Um. So she shows up at the mansion again. Catwoman finds George dead, shot, and seemingly clawed to death. To uh, to frame her for his death. Laurel tosses her a gun and sets off an alarm and she's fake crying and security rushes in and Catwoman flees again. This is, this is like the fourth time she's fled a scene in a movie in this movie. Um, and not the last, I don't think. So patience gets back to her apartment the next day to find good boy, Tom waiting for her. With and cuffs. He's, yep, he's there to arrest her, and he's still got lipstick on his face, probably. 
he's testing it against the signatures from a couple of or against he's the got sorries. like a hickey and like he's just he's I'm got collecting a, evidence he's got a hickey that says sorry written on his neck <laughs> oh no this couldn't have been patience um so other cops show up and she's arrested and in the interrogation room, Tom is somehow allowed to question her, even though he's been extremely close to this person that is now framed for murder. Conflict Dude, it was your girlfriend. You don't get to question it her. It was your girlfriend <laughs> yesterday. You're off this case, sir. <laughs> they don't have any other cops. Well, half of the evidence he has probably isn't admissible anyway. Like the sorry cup. That was just something he had on his desk. It's not even related. He just was like, here, test this. And then, like, the lipstick from the glass he stole from her apartment. And That's true. The clock he's he a witness at this from. point. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's... I'm surprised to... he's not kind of a suspect at this <laughs> point. Right. Tom, why didn't you tell us that she was Catwoman whenever you fought her up on the rafters at Cirque du Soleil? Oh, do you mean when she was wearing a mask just over her eyes <laughs> and over none of the rest of her? You mean when her voice sounded the exact same as it always does? Yeah, but it's different because she talks like this. Perfect. Snake woman. Perfect. Yeah. I can't roll my eyes. Uh, she claims the gun was found in Catwoman's hand, not hers. Crazy. <laughs> what does that even mean? The goblin did it. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> misery, misery. And uh, the, she says that Laurel is the true murderer. Patience is dressed like the bride from Kill Bill. She really is. She is wearing a tracksuit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I dig this. She's just got that mom haircut. Oh, this is coming up as my second Sky poem. This is the part where I told Jacob if she Everybody did. Everybody gets one, You Christian. shut up, bitch. This is the one part where I told Jacob if she did what she does do, I was done with the movie. I love that... We've all had different sky poems for this one movie. Like, it's so chock full of just of terrible the, crap. It's got like six worst moments. <laughs> it does. Oh, that's the worst. No, wait. That other. Oh, no, wait. That. Yep. Yeah, I have. So I have many. like four or five more I could think of right now. <laughs> um, Tom leaves and he wonders if she's telling the truth. In a jail cell, she's visited by midnight, and. Is this the sky poem you're talking about? It's when she squeezes her way out of the bars. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, she squeezes out of a jail cell, which it's like when you see the jail cell at the beginning, you see the bars. Mm -hmm. And then it's like they cut to a shot behind her and the bars are like clearly wider apart so that she could skinny her way through it. Just no, just (laughs) cut to a shot of her ass. No one will notice. (laughs) But she learned it from Midnight, who did that to get into her jail cell. Oh, that's right. Teach me how to become smaller. <laughs> teach me how to Dougie. Teach me, teach me how to Dougie. Midnight just doing them. the Dougie. I don't even need to escape from jail anymore. And uh, I can just dance my problems away. She ends up. She, this is also when she sneaks through the police station, and there are two guys coming around the corner. So she disappears and then reappears from where they came from. Oh God, yeah, that too. It, it's like it's very Scooby Doo. It is, yeah. Zoinks, it jinkies. Is, it's like I understand that she's nimble. She can't phase through walls, <laughs> but well, apparently she can. We missed. They cut the scene where Midnight teaches her how to do it. 
<laughs> no, midnight. We're not gonna Dougie again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but she la- she leaps out the window, which would be an awesome shot nowadays, I think. But it's 2004 graphics, so it looks really fake and silly. <laughs> and then she lands in the street, and a jaguar bumps her butt. The car. The car, it. yeah. Yeah, not the not it's the not animal. It's not just a jaguar in the street. It's not a jungle. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy gets out, and she Grand Theft Autos him hard. She, she just, yeah, she doesn't just push him out of the way. She throws him on the ground. Yeah, she forces his body to the ground hard and then drives off. And uh, at Hedare headquarters, Laurel takes George's place as CEO of the company. So I guess she had a bigger role. I just thought she was like a model for the company that married the owner and now she's retiring. No, but no, don't you know that when your husband dies you become CEO? That's right. We talked about this with the Iron Man movies when yeah. a board when someone is like the majority shareholder, the roles just go whatever way <laughs> they movies can do whatever they do. want. There yeah, are no she rules. she runs the place now, I guess. I guess. <laughs> and uh Detective Lone pays her a visit and steps into her office to question her. Catwoman gets there. She's in full costume now. And uh, she stops any of the trucks from leaving to deliver the Bolin. Bulin. Bulin. Man. Bulin sounds like something you get at Napa Auto Parts. You get a quart of Bulin. Gotta put it in the pickup truck. New dipstick. Y'all think the high school got to tame this here? Think we're going to go to state? <laughs> Let's ask the mayor. Uh, the mayor of our hometown also ran the auto, the Napa Auto Parts store in our hometown. That is yes, not a did. joke. Now he's a county judge. Is he? Yep. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she stops all these trucks from leaving by, like, tying a huge chain around all of their tires or at least looping it through the first set of tires. <laughs> And yeah, it rips this, all the tires off. This yeah. is the most powerful chain that has ever been uh, <laughs> made. <laughs> I don't know. Forged. Forged. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. My, my brain was like, smelt? <laughs> Isn't it smelting? Smelt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Laurel looks like Switch from The Matrix. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she's got that haircut and she's yes. decked out in all like this cream colored suit mm-hmm. uh, detective loan tricks her into confessing and she shoots him in the shoulder of course and she's about to kill him but Catwoman shows up just in time and whips the gun away Caitlin she whips it right away wow she used the whip again yeah. two times <sighs> that's a that's a worthy prop it is a worthy dot prop <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she and Tom make a run for it and hide out in another factory connected to the main building, I guess. I don't know where we're at in this movie, honestly. Like, I everything's a factory at this or point. A nightclub. Or a nightclub, damn it. <laughs> no, that's connected to the factory. It's technically, that's the name of the club, the factory. <laughs> the Buling Factory. The Factory 2. <laughs> They're all over town. Factory this. <laughs> um. The two security guards from before that are the only two that work for this company, apparently. Uh, and that's what this movie is full of. It's, oh no, you broke your glasses? I did. I Uh-oh. just, my glasses just broke on my face. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
You mean they committed suicide <laughs> on your face? Hold on. Finally. Free. Um. Damn. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're done. They're done. Yeah, just try to fix them after, I guess. Um, can you still see though? Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, you don't have. Just do the cat eye thing with your eyes. So you yes. can see things. Um. Anyway, this movie is full of. This person works this job, so they're the only person in the mm-hmm. movie who works this job. Uh, security guards, cops, Sally, <laughs> or something. Anyway, they chase them around, but then Catwoman and Tom kill them both. <laughs> they do straight up kill these guys. Yeah, these people aren't knocked out like superhero movies do. They're dead. You see the eight, like, Ryu gets slammed against the wall hard and falls backwards, and then his eyes are just open, and it's like, oh, she killed that guy. <laughs> I guess. But then right after that later, she contradicts it and says that she's not a killer. There's no confirmation whether Tom actually kills this guy, but he uppercuts him in a way that makes his whole body flip backwards and fall down. On his head. Yeah, he hits hard and weird. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> um, Let's just assume. So then Catwoman confronts Laurel and reveals her true identity, which was a surprise to Laurel somehow. <laughs> and by confronts her, I mean she beats the shit out of her. <laughs> And uh, she messes up when she throws Laurel into a like a glass frame for one of these posters. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's trying to like. Yeah, I guess she's she's trying to like incapacitate her, yeah. but Laurel just keeps getting back up every time and 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 coming back for more. I I guess. Well, and then she grabs the shard from the thing she was thrown into. Oh, yes. and stabs her in the back of the leg, which makes her yelp. She screams, but she does so with two camera cuts. <laughs> Necessary. <laughs> she, screams, she screams twice, but the screams overlap each other, and it's real stupid. Okay, that's what I thought happened. Yeah. I was like, is that is that just like they, they inserted a cat noise in there, or what the hell happened? <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, it's just like layered over itself. Um, so Laurel stabs her in the back of the leg, and then she's just beating the hell out of her with a pipe. <laughs> for a while until Catwoman completely defies physics and straight up murders Laurel. Mm. Although she says she's not a killer after this. She throws her out of a window. She throws her all the way down. Laurel makes a very satisfying thud as she hits the ground. Oh, man. But she doesn't throw her out the window. Laurel's hanging Oh, there. that's right. That's right. And Catwoman goes, no, give me Catwoman your hand. throws her out the okay. window. Well, here's Laurel where... just saves her own life for a second. Yeah. Catwoman beats the shit out of her and kicks her into this open, broken window. And then Laurel's hanging on for dear life. And then Catwoman's like, give me your hand. But Laurel sees her ugly reflection because Catwoman's clawed up and beat up her face so badly that the Buleen is like wearing off, I guess. I don't know. Um, or just wears, tears away at her skin. It's, it's not made clear. Um, and so Laurel freaks out when she sees her own reflection and she lets go. She would not be in this situation of dangling high up if Catwoman didn't kick her there. That's true. So Sharon Stone was the one who did all the damage to the window in the first place, though. Yeah, but She's... Catwoman did kick her out of that open window. <laughs> but it's like it's like had Sharon Stone loaded the gun, Catwoman and Catwoman <laughs> shot her. It's still Catwoman that shot her. I don't know. <laughs> 
Either way, the most important thing is that I will never get tired of seeing the main villain of a movie fall and die at the end of a movie. That's true. That was good. It's awesome in this one, too. Especially because she just, like, hits and goes... Well, and her body's flipping around like a rag doll. Yeah. And, yeah, she's, she shatters through glass and then hits. Yeah. And, yeah, that thing starts, like, glitching out as soon as she hits it because there's electricity in it, I guess. <laughs> It's like know. a helipad. Yeah, it's like she? a yeah. yeah. I, it's not but really it's, clear what it is. I think it's, it's just, just a, the symbol. It's a big H. <laughs> I think it's the symbol of the company in the middle of like a big display floor down there. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep thinking big H floor. Big H floor. I think it's a helicopter pad. No, because she shatters through glass to get down to it. Oh, Why would she go down to the ground pad. floor to get to a helicopter pad? <laughs> I don't know how high up they are. They're not on the ground. It's just a false summit of the building. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she dies hard. Yeah, she does. And Sally gets her doctor at the end. And Ophelia is still a crazy cat lady. Uh, just in case anybody needed some closure on Ophelia's story. <laughs> that subplot? <laughs> Ser- Ophelia exists only for exposition in this movie. Yeah, we don't know anything about a- her other than she was a professor that uh, got let go just yeah. before she was going to get a tenure. I guess I do know more about her. Oh, and she also... Uh, <laughs> she is an in-movie narrator at she best. Is. She knows all about the cat women. Yes. Cat.women. Cat.women. That's right. And Catwoman uh, dislocates her hips into a full moon. Oh, Thomas stood up again, which I love. Yeah, she writes Tom a letter <laughs> basically saying, this is who I am now. Uh, and pretty much she's saying, I don't have room for you in my life, and you don't have room for me in your life. And then she does some very bad CGI flipping onto like a a beam and walks into the moon. Credits. <laughs> walks into a huge moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ungodly. So the last thing we see in this movie is her ass shaking back and forth. No. Yes. CGS. Is her spine dislocating as her ass goes yes. kaboom, kaboom. It's I, it's not sexy, y'all. It's not it's not good. It's not. I really hope that she signed the letter. Sorry, patience. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, and kissed it too. I wonder if patience is Catwoman. That's actually that's the real last line of the movie. It's later. It's her calling him like, "No, I didn't break up with you. Catwoman did. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it." <laughs> Oh, I really wanted to date Catwoman, All right. not you, Patience. So and sorry. thank God, y'all. Oh, the end over. of that movie. No stingers, no nothing. Aren't you glad that you got to watch this movie so you could come here today and talk, talk about, about it, it for, for hours? Yeah, you know, I've been <laughs> avoiding it for 14 years, but uh, it was really worth watching it. <laughs> oh, man. This movie Was is... that your first time seeing it? It was. Oh, somehow I saw this before. I don't know what the circumstances <laughs> I were. I did not. This movie is bad entertainment in the way that it is bad, but it is entertainment. Yeah. I will talk more about how I feel about it when we do our rating. Oh, yeah. Good okay. call. All right. Uh, what's our, uh, what's oh, your Danny? The Danny Award is the kid. The can we have our ball back kid? Because <laughs> I laughed out loud in my bed by myself. Just like, it was so funny. Just such an abrupt shift in tone <laughs> can you guys stop doing this on a <laughs> playground <laughs> excuse me this is really inappropriate we're all children here they're like they're they're telling the adults 
Uh, Catwoman the Drinking Game. You need to drink to watch this movie. Yes, you do. There's no game about it, guys. Just drink nonstop. (laughs) Um, Waterfall when the movie begins and waterfall (laughs) when it ends. Uh, No, I've got drink for every camera sweep around the cityscape, which I counted seven before I stopped counting. And there are a lot that play with like it sweeps down from a building to her current location. But there are tons of flying throughout like a big portion of the city. Uh, let's see. Drink for every full moon. I counted three on different nights <laughs> throughout this month-long adventure we're on with her. Uh, drink every time Patience Phillips trips and or falls. Drink every time Patience behaves like a cat, aside from showing off her new agility. So that includes rubbing a ball of catnip on her face, <laughs> uh, catting around her apartment while she's on the phone on her furniture, waking tuna. up on the rafter, like anything like that. Yeah, That's eating tuna with her disgusting fingers. Uh, drink for the Stan Lee cameo. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. This Stan is the Lee. first one in a while that hasn't had a Stan Lee cameo. DC. Yeah, it we, is, we know, know, but we all the movies we've, <laughs> like the last six oh. movies we've done have all had a Stan Lee cameo. So it's like. And I'm kind of bummed. Maybe yeah. this would have, maybe this would have been a bright spot in the middle of a dark cancer of a movie. Oh, mad. <laughs> <laughs> a cat breathes into his mouth and then he says that. <laughs> Um, drink every time someone applies uh, bu- buline. Man, buline. My my brain wants to say bow every time I read it. Drink three times for the amount that Sharon Stone applies to her neck. Yeah, <laughs> waterfall through that scene. Also, she's drinking. Drink every time a character drinks. That's just a standard rule on this podcast. And that includes the cream. Oh, yep. that includes the cream. Um. Drink for every direct shot of Halle Berry's ass shaking as she walks away from the camera. Drink every time Midnight shows up. And drink every time Catwoman flees the scene. This is cirrhosis. <laughs> People it's are dead there. now. It's getting there. No, we're getting them. This is tolerable for this movie. That's true. This is what they need. You just have to be dead <laughs> to enjoy the movie. That's true. Yep. Uh, let's do our best and worst. I think... Caitlin should go first. All right. Yeah. Welcome, guest. Because she's our guest. Uh, I gave the best performance to Halle Berry's posterior. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And we all do our worst after, right? We do. We go. Everybody does best, best and then everybody does worst. Okay. Okay. So is it someone else's turn? Oh. Is what we're saying? It's it's all okay. Um. Who her posterior though? I like that. <laughs> Just go with you. We'll go in a Honestly, circle. I was the most convinced by that performance. Um I gave it to Frances Conroy as Ophelia because she had the least amount of screen time. <laughs> I was like, this is tolerable. And I buy her as a crazy cat lady. Yeah, I get that. And as a retired professor, so uh I gave mine actually to Lambert Wilson. As George Hedare. And I only gave it to him because I believe is yelling. Because he looks like the kind of guy who would throw a big fit over something very small. They needed an angry French businessman. And you thought, yeah, that's <laughs> he right. He delivered. <laughs> See, my thinking was I gave it to Lambert Wilson. Basically for the exact same reasons Jacob did. Why are y'all calling the Merovingian Lambert Wilson again? 
causality. <laughs> <laughs> That's two words. Because-ality. Causality? <laughs> causality. What's your reason, though? What'd you say? Oh, the exact same as Jacob. Oh, okay. He, he yelled. You know what? In any other sense. movie, though, these choices would be the worst. Yes. Oh, absolutely. In any in any movie. In Spider-Man 1977, these choices are the worst. Whoa. Relax. That's actually funny you bring that up, because my worst performance was Ophelia Powers. Was it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, wow. Because uh, I normally really like that actress. And yeah. she's actually talented, and she does not. She did not give as much effort as Halle Berry did. <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, Halle Berry is mine because I had to watch a whole lot of her in this, and the way she walks is awkward. She's put. She's committing, but my God, I didn't need this at all. And there's a lot of it. Christian, your worst actress was Halle Berry as Catwoman. It was Halle Berry as Catwoman. Mine too. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's because, sure, she's giving 110%. But if this is what 110% looks like, stop being an actress. Because Deli- she doesn't even deliver her lines believably for me. I'm, I, Halle I Berry think it's is because a bad I was... actress. So... Funny story, Halle Berry was the first actress to accept her Razzie in person, and yes. she brought her Oscar I, with her. <laughs> I, I've wa- I watched that not terribly long ago, that video. That's the and... best part of Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. That speech is amazing. Oh, yeah, dude. Thank She's... you, Warner Brothers, for putting me in your stupid piece of shit movie. I think it's the exact <laughs> well, And she's crying, and she's like, I never thought that I would be here today. <laughs> like, she's delivering it totally sincerely. I know. No, yeah. I watched that not long ago, and it's hilarious. Yes. And she kills it. She does. And it, it, she's so she's such a good sport about it because there's no way throughout this movie, there's no way a person in this movie didn't think, why am I here? Why am I accepting money in exchange for saying Benjamin these Bratt words? didn't think that. Benjamin Bratt was like, I oh, know man. Exactly Benjamin what Bratt I'm hasn't here. had a thought since he became an actor. <laughs> she's like, first off, I'd like to thank the writers. <laughs> Just delivering it all like a regular speech, but it's so great. Um, and it, you were talking about Benjamin Bratt. He was actually in line. This is stupid and would go nowhere, but he was in line to be the lead in Basic Instinct 2 with Sharon Stone a couple years earlier, I think. And she said no because he wasn't a good enough actor. She like said she won't be in that with him. And then they had to act together in this. Ooh, that's, I hope she that's ate awkward. her words. <laughs> yeah, he brought her down to his level. He said, well, if I can't be in that, you're going to be in this with me. All right. Caitlin, give us your recasts. All right. Um, I don't remember what order I'm supposed to do this in. So. George first. George first. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. we discussed, or at least I got a text about how we're going to recast it as though... It's sort of like a more campy version, like if they actually like read the script. I'm like, okay, we're going to do it like the script is written instead of trying to make it into something else. Definitely. Yes. Um, yeah. So for George, I decided that a studio today would be like, you know what? James Corden is British. Let's just put him in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's perfect studio thinking. <laughs> that's how Peter Rabbit got made. Here's where someone pulls up and gives Caitlin a bunch of bags of money. Here. You earned this. Brilliant. Uh, then Ophelia. Uh, and then Ophelia. So Ophelia obviously has to be played by Halle Berry. 
if we're gonna do another Catwoman. Ooh, all right. So she's gonna interesting concept. Oh, it is because I did something like that with Spider Man, and you lambasted me. But yeah, but this is a different kind of casting than we normally do. That's it true. Is. Okay, I'll let it slide just this <laughs> once. You're on thin ice, Caitlin. All right. Uh, who's I next? Uh, oh, uh, Detective Lone. Okay, so Tom Lone, um, I decided they'd be like, you know what? Oscar Isaac does a lot. Let's just throw him in there. He can be funny. Yeah, he sold his soul to the devil recently in movies. <laughs> <laughs> it was Why like not? he was just this indie darling and everything, and now it's just like paycheck part, paycheck part, paycheck part. <laughs> uh, nice. Oh, we, uh, we got Laurel, Laurel and then Patience. Okay, so for Laurel, um, I decided that this woman has been playing this role pretty much since she was on 30 Rock. So I think uh, Laurel mm. should be Jane Krakowski. Yes. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Good one. I like That's that funny. too. <laughs> <laughs> and who your patience is. All right, and patience, I decided that, you know, uh, we're going to try once again to be forward thinking and we're going to go with Laverne Cox this time. She's a trans woman. She's on. She's from Orange, Orange is the New Black. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that she would sell it. She was in uh, that musical recently too. Oh, um, Rocky Horror. Yeah, Rocky Horror. Yeah, I really I like Laverne her. In, uh, I didn't lo- know Laverne Cox had done a production of Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. she did Rocky Horror live on NBC That's or something ba- like oh, that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't want. I knew that was happening, but I didn't watch it. I yeah. love Rocky. She Horror. played Frankenfurter. That's mm-hmm. badass. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. I like her in uh, Orange Is the New Black. I like that. I like that. I've never seen her in anything as far as I know, but um, no. Watch more stuff, Ren. It's good. All right. Hit us, Ren. All right. uh, So mine, I kind of had like um, Wet Hot American Summer in mind whenever I was doing my recast, imagining them delivering lines that are really stupid in the movie, but even more sincerely than they're delivered in the stupid movie. So uh, for George Hader, I went with Sasha Baron Cohen (laughs) (laughs) playing the snotty French asshole because I can totally see him doing that. I mean, he did it in Talladega Nights. Yeah, basically. So Uh, for Ophelia Powers, I went with Michelle Pfeiffer in a cameo. I dig that. Yeah. I love Michelle. So I like that you had the past (laughs) thing because I I was thinking the same thing. Originally, I had uh, what's her name from the 1960s Batman? Uh, Eartha Kitt. No. Julie Newmar. Yes. Hmm. And she still looks. I mean, she, she looks pretty great for. She's like 84 now. Yeah. Um, I think Eartha Kitt's dead. Actually, she is. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I like Eartha. She Kitt. was on a like a thing on the DVD, like a special feature thing, and she's so entertaining in it. <laughs> um. But I heard they offered her a role, uh, the role of Ophelia Powers in the movie, and she turned it down. I would. For the, <laughs> for the DVD special feature bit. I don't know. It's weird. But, she, yeah, she made the right choice. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I always love seeing Michelle Pfeiffer, though, show up and stuff. Mm, of nowadays. course. Yeah, naturally. It seems like it's few and far between. So Nowadays, for sure. Last um, thing I saw her in was Murder on the Orient Express. Ooh, I haven't seen it. I haven't it seen yet. it. It was I I never no saw spo- the original. No, spo- <laughs> no spoilers. It's okay. It's another flash over substance. Oh, that's right. It's Kenneth Branagh. Substance. Yeah. Thor director. director. Thor. Oh shit. So yeah. it's very mediocre. That's why his mustache <laughs> is the way it is in that movie. Oh man. 
Uh, okay, so for Detective Tom Lone, I went with Ken Marino. Oh, <laughs> man, I love Ken Marino. He's in uh, Wet Hot American Summer. and uh, He's the stepdad in Role oh! Models. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, directed by the director of Wet Hot American Summer. Man, what, oh, uh, what is this web? The dude who plays... <laughs> have you never seen Wet Hot American Summer? I've seen Wet Hot American Summer. I guess I just didn't... I've never seen uh, Step Brothers. Oh. Uh, not Step Brothers. Or not uh, role, step models. Brothers. role Models. Role Models. I've never seen either one of those, though. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Wow. Role Models is yeah. awesome. <laughs> it is really good. I it's love funny. that movie. Anyway, yeah, he's he's good. I, I'm just imagining him playing the part like this detective that clearly has all the clues in front of him, but even more like, like thrown in the audience face that he's got the clues all right there lined up and he still can't put it together. Um. For Laurel Hedare, I went with Amy Poehler. Oh, I like because, that idea. <laughs> and the, this is weird, but I don't, I don't think Amy Poehler is a gorgeous woman. I don't think Amy Poehler thinks she's a gorgeous woman. In fact, there have been jokes and stuff I've seen with her in it about her not being a gorgeous woman, but treating it as if she is. And I think her being like the face of this company. And she's the right age, too. Mm-hmm. And she's hilarious, most of all. Um, I think her playing that part could be really, really hilarious. She's another one who's in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, for Patience Phillips, I went with an actress named uh, Issa Rae. She's, on, she's got a show on HBO called uh, Insecure. I haven't seen it. It's a total guilty pleasure of mine because it's like, it's a group of black women that are all friends and they hang out and go out to bar it's like sex in the city is sort of but black women but black women and i have watched both seasons that are available (laughs) and i love it uh all those things ren can relate to he really loves but the writing in it is really smart and Issa ray is hilarious and uh i just think her playing catwoman it would be funny (laughs) and that's my cast all right, so uh, this is the only one that is kind of, it's more of a gamble. So for mine, I cast it as a classic 70s, 80s camp, like camp-heavy film. So like we're talking like almost a, not, not like showgirls, but like that kind of Las Vegas campiness, like that opulent kind of overacting thing. Okay. So have you seen The Newsroom? Have any of you guys seen The Newsroom? I think so. The show? Yeah. I think I've seen a I've few seen episodes. Bits. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've so... seen some of the stuff before. What's his face died. Caitlin, have you seen it? I have not. Oh, okay. Do you know who Sam Watterson is? Oh, I love Sam Watterson. Yeah. So for George Hedare, I picked Sam Watterson only because of his portrayal in the newsroom, where he a overacts throughout that entire series, and more importantly, that guy can yell so great. He's got those angry chisel tip sharpie eyebrows. <laughs> That oh man, if he was yelling at me, it would be horrifically intimidating. But he overacts just enough to where it would fit perfectly within the confines of a camp film. I That's think. right. I knew I knew who he was. Jack McCoy from Law and Order. Yeah. Okay. His daughter's an actress now. All right. I don't care. For Ophelia Powers, I picked one of the idols of campy entertainment, and I went with Cher. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like that too. I love because Cher Cher's got that kind of. Uh, she's got that aura, like that mystical kind of I'm Cher kind of thing going on. You know what I she mean? She does. She's perfect for it, I think. Yeah. All right. Tom Lone, I picked Nicolas Cage. 
Oh no. <laughs> because nobody has nobody has a pondering obvious clues face like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nobody, oh. nobody can ponder things that are clear that have been clear to the audience for forty-five minutes quite like Nicolas Cage can. He's got a blank, unfocused stare where he like goes. That I think is perfect for the part of Tom Lone. And Nicolas Cage is always cast in parts that he is not good looking enough to play. Yes, <laughs> I think that, that would be hilarious so in the oh, context of this what? movie. He uh you can get a great performance out of him by telling him it's a drama. <laughs> So he'll act it like he thinks it's a drama, which will be hilarious. Which will be perfectly just campy enough. Yeah. If you tell him it's a comedy, he'll screw it up. I'm imagining him looking at the back of the Declaration of Independence and it just says, sorry. <laughs> what does it mean? All right. For Laurel Hedair, uh, I went with Faye Dunaway Ooh. Of, uh, of, have you seen Mommy Dearest? Of yes. Mommy Dearest fame. Um, I think of that mommy dearest fame. <laughs> that's that's the the role I know her from the most from mommy dearest. Uh, Movie's horrifying. When I, well, and she overacts throughout the entire thing. That's naturally. true. She does. Uh, and I think that the lines that Laurel delivers here, Sharon Stone says them really coolly, and I think they could be said in a frenzied way and still make sense. You know what I mean? Where she's like, especially when she's in like the factory, she's like spinning around, calling her a freak and calling her a cat, a hero or whatever. I think that that would fit in perfectly. And I think it would be doubly effective because Faye Dunaway has had a lot of work done. And I think she would play the part of aging model very, very well for that mm-hmm. fact alone. And for Patience Phillips, I picked another one of my favorite overactors who is Carrie Washington of Scandal fame because that's all she does throughout that show. She's got uh, she's got a great, like, hard-ass overacting face. She's got a great, doe-eyed, innocent, clumsy girl overacting face. And I Man, think she'd be perfect. She's the worst part of Django Unchained, too. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> I don't know about that. She's my least favorite part of Django Unchained. Is that okay. better? And that, that that's better. Is my recast. That was some good cast picks. <laughs> For George Hedare, I went with someone similar to Lambert Wilson. I went with Christopher I Lambert. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. One, I love Christopher Lambert in anything he shows up in. Yes. There's just something about them that I enjoy. They're both French. They're around the same age. And he's all about B-movie. Yeah, absolutely. I'm resisting the urge to do Don't the do Raiden it. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Ophelia Powers, I had to think of someone who could be sort of spacey but still be funny and everything. And so I went with Lisa Kudrow. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Smelly cat, smelly cat. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Damn it. Uh, for Detective Lone, I went with someone who looks uh, who looks like they could be a hard ass, but is a great comedic actor. And so I went with Jason Matzukis. Uh Which one is he? Raffi from uh, The League. Uh, he's in a bunch of stuff. Is that the guy that lied about being in 9-11? No. Okay. <laughs> no. He's not one of the four main Man, characters. What a claim to fame. He's uh, here. I'll show you. Okay. I, I, I've got a picture of him. <laughs> show it to Jacob because he's that lost. That is not that guy. <laughs> Do you watch The Good Place? Okay. Do you I'm watch my Brooklyn Nine-Nine? 
He's this guy. Once every once in a okay. He's yeah. Afro beard. Afro beard. Yep. But he's Check. super funny, and I love him in everything he pops up in. For Laurel Hedare, I thought of one of I tried to think of one of the funniest female comedians I could, and so I picked Amy Schumer. I didn't. Uh. <laughs> I went with Kristen Wiig. Because she's funny. I thought that's who you were going to go with the way you were talking the other night. Oh, talking about Tigra or Cheetah? Cheetah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who she's playing. She's playing Cat.Woman. Cat.Women. She's playing all of them. They're doing like a Cloud Atlas thing. For Patience Phillips, since last week I I took a role given to a person of color and gave it to a white guy, I decided to give it to another person of color. Because, oh, thank goodness yeah. you did that for this movie. No, I'm not whitewashing. <laughs> there's no whitewashing involved. Well, there's 50% whitewashing because she's biracial. I went with Rashida Jones. Oh, that's who I chose for Catwoman in uh, Batman 66 when we did that. <laughs> I think that might be who I picked. Not for that movie, you didn't. No. Did I not? I don't. Yeah. Really, I I knew somebody picked Rashida Jones, that and was I wasn't me. sure. But <laughs> I love Rashida Jones. She's one of my favorite parts of Parks and Recreation. She's one of my favorite parts of everything she's ever been in. She looks like she could play Catwoman. She's a great writer. Too. She is oh, a great writer. Absolutely. Yeah. She's uh she's writing Toy Story Four, which has she me really was. excited. They're not writing it anymore. Are they not? But she did write Nosedive. Oh, she did write Nosedive. That was a great episode. That was a great episode. A Black Mirror, if we haven't said the title yet. But yeah, that's that's my cast. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I guess all we have left now is to rate this bad boy or bad girl. (laughs) Bad women. Bad women. (laughs) Bad dot women. (laughs) Caitlin, what did you rate this movie? I gave it a four because it tried. Wait, I missed the part where it tried. Hold on, let me. <laughs> I missed the. No, Halle Berry tried. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I don't. I think really it was just I had no emotional investment in the film, and I mean, you know, if I waited 14 years to watch it, like obviously I didn't really want to see it. Yeah. So, the negligence on its part to make a good film just didn't really affect me. So I was like, I don't really see the point in giving it a terrible rating. Like it wasn't that bad. I'll give it a four. Okay. Um, I did see the point in giving it a negative rating. (laughs) (laughs) I gave it a one out of ten because this movie is a big old box of kitty litter. It's it's like they're they're still trying to figure out how to make a – this is the problem. They're trying to figure out how to make a female-led action movie when the gender doesn't matter. Like, just make an action movie. Well, hell, that's what they did with Alien and Aliens. Aliens. Exactly. Because like Alien been... was an action movie. Yeah. First. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah. That's Science a, fiction, that's which a doesn't horror movie, usually... really. Well, yeah. Alien is, but Aliens is much Aliens. more of an action film well, to me. Yeah, I guess Alien, Alien's kind of a survival horror movie, almost. Aliens, like a sci-fi survival horror kind of thing. Aliens is absolutely an action movie Yeah, first. Yeah, that I agree I mean, with. it's action sci-fi, but it... But I mean, it kind of bends the genre. Like, it's not like a superhero movie where I think people have different expectations. No, definitely not. No. Yeah, that's Um, true. So, and then they're also trying to make a chick flick, in quotes, where it's, um, 
like the woman who works for the big company and she's such a klutz, but she's got the friend who wants her to go out and date and like put herself out there. Why and, can't you ever meet a nice guy? And it's clearly written by men because it's like, oh, and then and then makeup's the bad guy, right? Or beauty <laughs> isn't that cream. What, isn't Ooh. that what women like? Or Aren't something? women scared of like bad beauty cream? Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's so dumb, and they're trying to blend that with an action movie, and they're in in doing so they miss the mark completely with both of their target audiences that they're going for. It's like, hey, maybe girls like action movies too, guys. You don't have to make it a chick flick to market it to women, and it's just it's so stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> oh oh oh, last thing, sorry. Um, I was going to say that it's like a so bad it's good movie, but the editing and camera work in this movie is such a headache that I can't even say that. Like, I don't want to watch it anymore because of that. That's it. I gave it a two out of 10. And the only reason it didn't get a one is because of the, the camp ironic humor that I enjoy from watching it. I was entertained almost throughout this entire movie for wrong reasons on every single count um it was it was like when you drive by a car wreck and it's you're fascinated but you're also horrified i couldn't look away from it because i just wanted to see how will this movie dig itself deeper how will it put itself further at the bottom of the barrel how will it dig into the wood of the barrel how will it end up under the barrel on the other side of the earth under a barrel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it succeeded on all fronts <laughs> in that regard. A lot of barrel jokes from Jacob tonight. <laughs> I got a, He's just a barrel of laughs. I got a barrel thing. <laughs> I've got a barrel <laughs> thing? <laughs> Is that a fetish or do you have an event you have to go to? <laughs> oh, it's shit. The barrel. Th- oh, God, guys, it's almost 1030. <laughs> the barrel thing. I got to go put over. on my beauty cream. big old barrel of beauty cream yuck okay christian it's your turn i gave this movie a two out of ten it would have been a one out of ten but it got an extra point for me because i have never seen this movie before and that is one of the best bad movies i have ever seen in my life i had so much fun watching it it is up there with the room for me and so bad it's good i was delighted by the camera work, the dialogue, everything about this movie I loved for the exact wrong reason. This yeah. is one of the best bad movies ever made. I want to get high and watch this movie every oh, day dude. for the rest of my life. The dance if club I, scene is God, if I got you. high and watched this movie, I'd kill myself. Yep. I'll just be Jacob, strapped down. What are you down. doing on the roof? <laughs> I can't do it, Ren. Not again. I'm, I'm a... up there with my hair puffed out like a cat. <laughs> My tail looks like a wire brush. Yelling at at R&R to keep it down. (laughs) Shut up! Um, Get alive! I will say it is very mildly true to the character in that she uses a whip, is (laughs) cat-themed, and she steals jewelry at one point. That's it. Everything else about the character is a complete betrayal. Yeah, so of that the is comic a big, version. big thing about this movie. <laughs> she is has that... superpowers in this, which yeah. is not a thing. She's not in Gotham City. There's no Batman. Her name's no not anything. Selena Kyle. Yeah, she's not Selena Kyle. It's a different character altogether. None it's of these just... characters are in the comic books whatsoever. So if None you happen to be a Catwoman comic book fan, 
those few of you out there, I can only imagine how disappointed they were going to the theater and seeing oh, this. Oh, I know. God. Soul crushing. Personally, but I love. Hopefully, it. we get the remix soon. <laughs> All right, are we done? I think, I we're, think done. we're done. Uh, well, thank you guys good. for coming along this journey with us. Big special thank you to Caitlin, our guest host Woo-hoo. for the next couple of weeks. She did great for her first run, better than we ever did. She'll be back better next than we've week done if we didn't until scare now. her off. It's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> You've done better be- for your first time. You've done better than we have ever done. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you yes. came more prepared than we ever have. She had you insights had, into the you film. Had better input than we ever have. Please don't leave us. We are a podcast We're- of dick jokes, and we needed a woman to break that up with some actual <laughs> with film different talk. Different dick jokes. You're t- yeah. Well, that's yeah. yeah. Look, we made six jokes Better about dick po- jokes. we made six jokes about porn websites in the same joke a couple of episodes ago. We need you. She had the biggest dick jokes. Dick dot jokes. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. thanks for listening. Yes. I <laughs> uh, will be back next week with the second entry in our block of women led superhero films. Yeah. Oh. And our theme music is Eloise by Royal Headache, which I remembered this time. That's yep. true. It is. Uh, it's a podcast good edited by Caitlin, um, narrated by Christian, um, adopted by me, and raised by Jacob. Raised by Jacob. <laughs> Hey, Tom.